Podcast. One of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, alongside me, we got Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever, also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question why horror? So, the lights sit back and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one extra horror related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? K. And keeping things going with our change of plans month, also known as A24 month. This has been already a a wild month. Crazy month. We had Joe on. We talked about St. Maud, which I got to watch a second go around. Both of us, actually, our second go around. And I liked it this time more. I liked it more. Yeah. Still Um, didn't love it, but liked it. Still didn't love it, but definitely liked it a lot more and understood it, I feel like, a lot more as well. But this time, we fucking took a, a sharp left turn. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it got a little bonkers on this one got a little bit uh probably a24's most i feel like unique visceral yeah yeah it's a, it's a more unique film but before we get into the film that we're going to be discussing let's give a very special shout out to our patrons that makes this absolutely possible for us we got joel james kate kayla Philip, also known as Forest Knight, Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, Cheyenne, also known as Storm Knight. Hey. Was it Storm Knight or Stormy Night? Stormy Night. Stormy Night? I think it was Stormy yeah. Night. I think it was Stormy Night. Or was it Tea Night? I, now I can't remember. We'll find uh, out. She's all the knights. <laughs> David, also known as Knightly. <laughs> Gary, Brandon, Anna, Drew, also known as the Silent Knight. As you can tell, our team is getting quite large. <laughs> and I appreciate the, the financial support from our team. Patrick, oh, uh, Willow, Jessica, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so much for making this possible and honestly allowing us to go ahead and continue this amazing show uh, for all of you. So it fuels us quite a bit to honestly keep doing this show. So thank you all so much. Seeing everyone interact inside the Discord has been absolutely amazing. It it truly makes all of us kind of consider like really think about, okay, what we're doing is actually mattering to people. Mattering? Matter? <laughs> what matters to people? It actually, yeah. make, it actually matters to people, which is really cool. Um, so thank you all so much, honestly, for supporting this show. Truly, it means a lot to us. Thank you. But... The film we are talking about tonight is none other than, in my opinion, Gaspar Noe is probably one of his most approachable films, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, Fair. Yeah. Climax. <laughs> First and foremost, Freddy, thoughts? It's your oh, second man. time watching second this. Second time watching okay. it. Um, I could handle it a lot better this time. So, yeah, yeah I, I remember people telling me Climax is a hard watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for... And why? And why? Why is it a hard watch? Why, why would you say this is a hard watch? Well, it's kind of funny. We actually paused on the screen where it says "rated R for graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, graphic language, and adult content." Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that happens in this movie. There is. Which my first time watching it, I went in completely blind, like I try to do most movies, especially for movies that have a reputable, um, I guess, 
status of like, hey, this is like a horror film. Like, if you can watch this, you can watch anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard this is one of those movies, as long as like uh, Audition and Martyrs, and this kind of got thrown into a mix. Not as hardcore as those ones. Because like this one, definitely, I wouldn't consider this an extremity movie. Like, I wouldn't oh, I consider, consider it for sure. I wouldn't. But I, that's just for me and how it made me Yeah, feel. of course. Um, but like, I would say like if, like along the titles of like more extreme films, I, I would feel like this one isn't really like on par with like something like Hannibal Holocaust or uh, Cannibal Holocaust or uh, Funny Games or something like that. I wouldn't sure. say it's, it, it, it's necessarily on par with that, um, despite all the things that are happening in this movie. But honestly, a lot of that probably is because I am more of a seasoned um, sure. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. horror fan. But with all of that being said, that's not to discredit what this movie's doing. <laughs> this oh, movie's still not. doing a lot. Um, it, it's funny because, like, if I in those movies I have not seen yet, and I'm okay. excited to check those ones out. Um, but kind of like I don't like comparing movies too much. But of course, looking at Martyrs and also um, what's the other one uh, audition that I was able to watch earlier this year mm-hmm. as one of those movies. Like, oh, these are the hardcore ones and stuff like that too. Yeah, this one probably hits me the hardest out of all three. Interesting. Um. And I would say the other ones have more violence and a little bit more gore and a little bit more intensity. But this movie has more uneasiness and more anxiety driven. The way that Um, camera moves, things like that. And and it's funny because those movies, I'm like, oh, if I never watch that again, I'm okay with. Sure. Watching this movie, I'm like, I could watch this over and over again. And I hate how it makes me feel, but I fucking love it. So I guess to talk about how I feel about this movie, I actually really love this movie. (laughs) This movie is fantastic. But also it, it like, this movie gets me exactly what I want and that's the one continuous shots yeah. and it works so damn well and it works so cool and it re- and we were talking about before we recorded where Gaspar really puts us into the the driver's seat of this movie right we are part of this crew we're a pr- uh, part of this um, character of like the camera and how it moves and how it's a part of the story and really brings us on this journey of what looks to be a bad trip yeah. And it is probably the most realistic thing I've ever seen of being on of a bad depiction. trip. Yeah, without yeah. me actually doing drugs. Yeah. Um, and this is funny because we we live in San Francisco. We see these type of people out on the street sometimes. Yeah. They're like they're just talking to themselves. They're tweaking. They're moving. They're like dancing. They're talking to no one. And they just dial it up to eleven on this movie, and you see an entire. A uh, group of people do, uh, and it's interesting because intuition. like we could tell who's having a bad trip and who's having a good trip, right? Like we could tell, and I think that's why I, I find this movie to be so fascinating because you you have this he this isn't the first time he's done a movie like this, right? He, he, I, I don't know if you've seen Enter the Void. No, um, Enter the Void, in my opinion, is a bit more intense and it's a lot longer. It's like an hour longer than this, Jeez. and it's literally you're following this kind of this tour of like this psychedelic trip of this guy and his sister in Tokyo. And like, it's Um. like the lights and the, like it's such an intense movie. And in my opinion, it's way more intense than climax just because of, and it's also like damn near like, this one shot type of motion continuous motion sure. um and it just it, it fucking ups the ante every single time and then you have like his other film irreversible right right i mean granted that film the way that film plays is backwards right like you you 
get the end events first and then it goes to the point of why all of that stuff is happening which he actually just released it this year in the proper order Um, so it starts with that very intense scene and then you get to that um, which I did have the pleasure of seeing um, in theaters and god what an experience that was Uh, I am that movie is really hard for me. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that opening scene—well, that ending scene or opening scene, where however you watch that fucking movie and you want to depict it like that—it's intense. But yeah. uh, what climax does very well, like you stated earlier, is that depiction of being on a drug trip. Yes, and yeah. I do have to admit. This movie was incredibly hard to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was asking you before we were recording, like, was this a hard like movie to write notes for? Yes. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of people. There's not a lot of dialogue sometimes, but there's a lot of things there's happening. There's a lot at of things times. going on. There's and a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of descriptions about like how oh. the camera moves up and it like overshadows them and then it goes beneath them and it goes sideways. Yeah. The camera movement in this movie is fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's great. It's um, great. Those overhead shots when they're dancing is fantastic. And that's the thing that, like, blows my mind because I feel like, okay, first off, cartoon shots, it has to be, like, perfect, right? You have to, like, nail it. You can't make mistakes. You have to restart over again. Yeah, it took about 15 to Um, 16 takes for just the opening scene alone. Which, man, fucking nailed it because the open the... It's weird because this movie has like fucking three opening scenes. I know. But once the movie really starts and we get that musical number and we get yeah. that really cool song, um, I was even listening to the song before we recorded this podcast nice. too because I was like, yeah, I fucking love it. And then I, I listened to the one that had the lyrics. I'm like, I don't even like the lyrics. I just want to hear the beat. Yeah, the beat's really awesome. Um, but the color grading, the set design. Um, the fact that it was set in a school. Yeah. And the nice really thing about this, cool. they have a really good use of their set and their location oh, yeah. and the different aspects of each room and every section of it. Uh, each section had a purpose and yeah. had different things going on in them. Definitely. Um, so we have like, yeah, like the closet that has like the generator in there. We have the hallway. We have the actual rooms themselves. We have the kitchen area. We have the actual dance floor. We have the DJ area. There's all these sections where there's literally multiple things happening in every single one of them. Yeah. And the camera moves through the entire location. It just snakes through. And it's beautiful to look at. And there's some great framing shots. And there's some like really great uh, choreography with their dancing and stuff like that too. And I'm just like, how do you guys fucking pull this off? It's, it's amazing. It's so interesting um, too that you even like mentioned how, how mentioned that question. How did they pull this off? I mean, Gaspar Noe, he, he like he or Gaspar Noe, um, had a, he had a really uh, uh, tough time with this. Like this was a very tough project for him because he oh, only sure. had one truly real actress, which was Sophia um, Bertella. Um, right. Who's the main protagonist? Right, or, or who we assume we follow the most? Like, we follow the most. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone else were just professional dancers. In the shows. Because they're fucking phenomenal dancing. Like, I watched a lot of their videos after, like, their actual videos. Yeah. um, Because one of them, it was actually the one she vogues a lot but and i was like just watching a bunch of her videos i was watching cyborg which was the the yeah. uh actually him and her were the ones that were having sex in the movie um but um i watched a bunch of his like his crumping videos and then the yeah. guy who like breaks his bones and shit well, i was watching his videos shit, yeah. um so i was watching a, a lot of their videos to see like 
how dancing was for them. And even the very tall German girl yeah. um, was watching her videos a lot too. And, and hers were like also really interesting and really like, she was mainly a runway model that huh. one. And she did a lot of runway stuff and, and things like that. But it was it was just fascinating to like go into a deep dive where I was like, oh, I know Sophia. I know her yeah. work, but I don't know any of these other people's work. Few of them were porn stars, and I was like, "All right, cool." Right on. Um, That's also art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I everyone was, brought a character. Everyone to brought life. their own thing, exactly, yeah. and it was great. And it feels like they are playing themselves, which is oh, great for too. sure. And, and it, I, it, I think it, that's what makes it, it, it translates so well. And I'm happy that the movie kind of starts with those like interviews and stuff like that too, because we get introduced to everybody. Yep, all everyone has a little them. bit of a backstory. Except everyone for, has a little bit for of a, thing. a few, like Sophia, we don't get introduced yeah. to. Um, no, and we don't we don't get introduced to the DJ daddy, yeah, or the kid, I guess, yeah, or the kid, yeah. <laughs> but but we get in, introduced to the person who's supposedly putting this show on, right? The, who's actually wanting them for a specific show or project, a performance or something, or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, where she wanted something very eclectic and different, and everyone brought their own style or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Anyway, you ready to jump into this, man? Let's do it. <laughs> Climax, directed by Gaspar Noe, re- released um, September 19th, 2018, with a runtime of one hour and 37 minutes, a budget of $2.9 million, and a box office of $1.7 million, with a rating of 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. We open to flickering and static, switching to a woman screaming and crying, covered in blood as she walks in the snow. She falls down on the ground screaming and sobbing leaving imprints of the blood on the ground she tries to crawl away in the snow but stops short to fall back on her back interesting what an opening yeah the camera pans downward to credits of a film that already kind of happened where it says that this is based on true events in 1996 the False. music becomes more sinister before static and flipping to a box set TV with books and tapes around it. He said it was false. I was like, it's not a true story. Not I tried to look story. it up. They got me. Did you look it up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they meant this was a true story. Of someone in the snow? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is... Because this is supposed to be an, another movie and someone's switching the channel. This isn't. Oh, suppo- are you serious? Yeah, this isn't supposed to be climax. This is supposed to be a different movie. Credits play for this movie, and then they switch it, and then it's climax. So, because like now it's climax. So they switch it. It's supposed to be like them watching another movie. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was Lou in the beginning, but when when it was in his interview, he said it was supposed to be a different movie. I thought this was showing one of the endings of one of the characters. Her. I thought it was her because she was the only yeah. one who self-mutilated herself. Yeah. So that's why I thought because it was Because we don't see her, her at all afterwards. No. And I was like, and I the second time, watch, first time watching it, I did not even notice that she was like gone, gone. I was like, yeah. and this way I was like, where'd she go? Like, did she go upstairs? Like, is she like chilling or like? I'm still. No, but I feel like I'm it, still it is her because that's her. Because she's in all black too and everything yeah. like that. And the blood obviously. And they show so, her yeah. leave at the end of the movie. That's the last time you do see her when she walks out crying when the police come. Yeah. And then I assume that's her. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense as yeah. to why they would show that. But it's at like 1996 and all this whole other stuff on there. And which. Yeah, it could fit with like. I mean, what they this were is supposed like to be in the nineties. So, yeah. I mean, anyway, whatever. Besides the yeah. point, I guess. Jumps to the interviews. Jumps to the interviews, uh, but. I would do want to call out like all of the VHS tapes they got on the side there. Yeah, uh, we I got fucking Labyrinth Man, 
Labyrinth. Uh, yeah. well, Labyrinth Man being also known as Eraserhead, David Lynch. Uh, schizophrenia, Zombie, Lucio Fochi's Zombie is in there. We got um, Dargento's uh, Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Harakiri. We got the inauguration of Pleasure Dome, which is also a very interesting movie. Vibro Boy. It's, it's such an interesting stuff. And even in there, if you go slightly up, there's Solo <laughs> right below Possession. <laughs> <laughs> and it even has the scene where the dude's being fed in the solo. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. Have you have you heard of that? No. Oh, dude. It's uh actually one of the movies that's on my bucket list I need to watch soon is Possession. It's an interesting one. Yeah. It's a uh, I it, it's an it's interesting. Like I I do think it's a a little boring compared to what a lot of people have made it kind of seem. But well, I feel like it's a lot it's more uh, artsy. Yeah. Slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. both the I'm actors. I'm going to go in blind. So absolutely fantastic. I've just seen there. one scene. But yeah, Solo is a, a extremity movie. Mm. Um, 100 and I think 120 days of Sodom. Yeah. Mm. So it's an intense, like it's intense. Yeah. I, I watched it, you know, like, okay, I see what they're doing. Don't need to see it again. Okay, <laughs> I don't need fair to see enough. that again. Yep. So, yep, see what they're doing. Uh, a woman named Lou is being interviewed about what dance uh, means to her. She responds that it means everything, it, it being all she has. Next person is Ivana. They ask if she if she couldn't dance, what she uh, what would she do? She mm-hmm. ponders before answering that she'll be sad. <laughs> I'll be sad. And I just left it at that. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, I know what else she says, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep it at the, we'll keep it minimize a little bit on those themes um but yeah she'll be sad uh jump to uh, eva discussing the feeling of dancing to her now rocket discussing the sensitivities behind dancing um and riley becomes someone else when he dances the interviewer asks if, if his family is supportive he claims that they all are but he prefers for them not to watch a male voice wonders what they would say riley immediately answers that they'll be shocked the interviewer questions if he would do anything to make it he smiles wanting to wanting the interviewer to elaborate he stutters to explain that riley's in a profession where he needs to bring enjoyment switch to david who's ready for any and everything explaining that it is a one in a million chance to work with a choreographer just like her knowing that it will help him evolve so he's ready she wonders if he's if she can ask him anything he smirks that she can Shirley answers her worst nightmare being left alone with no one around her the interviewer is curious if she has a life motto she thinks quote what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, end mm. quote. Omar is asked if, if he believes in paradise. He does. She wonders why. He, he chuckles because he wants to. She asks what's there. He bluntly says everything good. She wants him to, um, to expand on that answer. He one-dimensionally believes that it's just a good place without chaos. Psych speaks in English that she's from Berlin, but she, has, she was happy to leave. The art scene was too much, and she couldn't be able to do what she does um, without getting high. So, okay. This is our first official mention of drugs. Right. And it comes from Psych, who is technically, I don't want to give it away yet because, like, I guess, I mean, it wasn't really that big of a surprise. You can kind of assume that it was her. But anyway, I'm going to give it away. She spiked the sangria um, mm. and just so we can talk about her because I find her character to be very interesting. This is my third time watching this. And this yeah. time I watched it mainly from her perspective. 
She has the least screen time out of everyone. And by her having the least screen time, or least, least, less least solo screen time, yeah. I should say. Um, and it does, which is interesting because we get more of the dude fucking cracking his bones and shit and, right, <laughs> like, right, right. than her. Um, so she has the least screen time, but her fascination with drugs and even like her shirt that she's wearing, like it's very like, um, like 3D pop, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, like deco and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but she's a very interesting character. In my opinion, because it's funny because we get introduced that she does not like drugs, and that's right. why she's happy that she's left because her roommate was doing too many of it. Right, which is interesting because obviously I think she's just lying. Right, because um, even it ends with her taking more drugs. Like yeah. so, so it is like it just it's interesting. Um, but we we do see her later as she's like talking more and more about how everyone's boring. That's what she kept saying. She yeah. was like, you're boring. Like, you're boring me to Ivana because Ivana had a huge attraction to her. Yeah. And she was very attached. And she was like, you're boring. She was very blind. And then she even it. told, yeah. like, when she's, like, looking around the room, she was like, everyone's boring. Everyone is fucking boring. And that's pretty much what she kept saying is that it's like, everyone sucks. <laughs> that's because, well, um, I don't know about the psychology of, like, people who are taking drugs, but they want to leave their reality because they are not entertained by it. What's the norm? Anymore. Yeah. So they have to take a substance to make it better or feel something better. Right. Or, or make the experience more fun yeah. or whatever. But it, it sounds like a she just didn't want to be alone in this experience, right? Like yeah. she didn't want to be the only one having this experience. She wanted everyone to have this experience. Yeah. So, hey. We don't get, much. we don't ever get a reason why. Yeah. She did this, but um, she was bored. She was just bored, and that's what I think. That's, yeah. that's what I, I put. That's what that I put in the notes. Motive. I was like, yeah. she was just bored. Like I just think she was just like there was no ill intent. She was just bored. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of the biggest fears I have when watching this movie is like I feel like this is a very realistic take. If everyone in that room did do LSD, yeah, and it causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of stuff that goes wrong. I I've seen people on bad trips before. Um, LSD is intense, man. It's it can be euphoric. They can feel great, but also the bad trips are bad. Yeah, and that's the thing that we see in this movie, where it only takes a few people to have bad trip to literally create chaos. Yeah, and I love that the guy was talking about. It's like, oh, I I believe it because that's what I want to believe. It's just a place that's cool and has no chaos. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you're going to the wrong place. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, it's 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 interesting to see the uh, juxtaposition of that because that's literally like. Everyone talks about like dancing and how that's everything they want to do. So like everyone's passionate to be there, right? And it just flips, yeah. and we see that passion early on when it starts hitting, quote unquote. Everyone's still happy and having a good time. They're dancing yeah. their ass off, and you can tell when things start to feel off. Yeah, and then it goes downhill. Yeah. And I love seeing that process the second time too. Like actually, really watching everybody and see how they're trip is happening yeah absolutely um, i do want to watch this movie backwards you know like um because i mean we get the title at the very end and it's just the title no credits so yeah. i do want to watch this movie backwards because i do feel like it might be a different experience totally it's <laughs> people sobering up <laughs> yeah you know like yeah. like i think it would just be such a different experience if we were to watch this the opposite direction um but i don't know 
It would yeah. be interesting. Anyway, uh, she mentions that it's also because there's a lot of drugs in her uh, where she lives. She continues that her ex-roommate would take acid in his eyes, which we see her do later. But in reality, what I think truly happened to her is that I think she got fucking shunned and her family was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you are doing way too much stuff. Dropping them into his eyes, that, uh, that being the last straw for her to get away from that. Hmm. Jennifer speaks in French that she likes to uh, let off steam and she has a secret garden when she um, likes to go party. Aaliyah has tried a line of Coke once, uh, shrugging that she she asked her to be open. She chuckles that she snorted it with a friend and she was the one who was searching like crazy for, for coke. cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she shares her worst nightmare being scared of the dark, playing emphasis on it. Mm. So pretty much everyone's kind of sharing their concept. Yeah. And you know what, fuck it. Just because we are spiraling here, what Ivana says is that she'll be sad and she would commit suicide um, if she couldn't dance. Um, we do see one person <clears throat> technically do that in this movie. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, Yeah, I guess trigger warning. There's a lot of themes in this movie. Or oh, we yeah. see a lot of stuff that happens with um, self-harm uh, that is a little tough to watch and stuff where... For me, the biggest trigger warning for me with this movie that I would warn a lot of people Incest. on. Incest. That. Uh, but the pregnancy scene. Or what happens to the woman oh, who's pregnant. yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene, the first time I watched this movie, not seeing that coming. That was pretty intense. I paused, walked away. Yeah. For a hot minute. Pretty intense. I had to come back and watch the movie like hours later. I yeah. was like... Like shock factor, it got me. It worked. Like, uh, how it continued. (laughs) But yeah, like that scene got me. And well, but yeah, there's a lot. Like I said, this movie gets me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like a car crash you can't look away from because it's so gorgeously beautiful and gorgeous, and like the set design and like the shots and the color grading. It's upsetting. Um, Yeah, this movie's like it's. It sucks yeah. <laughs> to see what's happening to this group of people. But at the same time, it's like fucking great to look at. And I hate yeah. saying that too because I'm like, I don't want to look at it. But like, I mean, well, it's, it's so well made. It, where was it's like, made ah. it was made to entertain and was also made to because, I mean, it's like the first line, right? Where, yeah. where with Riley, right? The interviewer tells him um, you're in a profession where you need to bring enjoyment. Yeah. So like it's it's kind of the same thing. Like this it was made to entertain, but it was also made to make you feel something this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it wasn't make you it wasn't there to it's make one of those you feel like it's just a movie, it's just a movie, right. it's just a movie. But exactly. they make it feel realistic and I hate that. And I was like, but love it at the same yeah. time. I mean Gaspar Noe and um gosh, what's his name? Uh the guy who made uh Rock Room for a Dream. Mm. Like those two Darren Arvonovsky. Darren Arvonovsky, thank you. Yeah. Um those two Definitely understand the depictions of drug, yeah, of drugs in general, and the side effects and everything. That exactly. Wrong. Like, granted, I'm sure they probably have tried them in their heyday or whatever, <laughs> um, but like they truly understand the methods behind them and what they do, and they understand the effects it have on other right. people, even if you're indiscretionally watching it in the safety of your home, right? So it's like. It, yeah, it, I feel like I never have to do acid or LSD. No, I know exactly. Like what this happens. was the perfect depiction yeah. for me. I was like, okay, same thing goes cool. for heroin. When it's like, when this is why I would never do it. Yes. Yeah, it's like I don't need to do any of this. I know exactly what it does to to people now. This yeah. is great. Um, and hopefully, you never have been involved with someone who does it, or hopefully, yeah. you haven't done it yourself. But um, 
you know, it's it's just it's an interesting interesting piece to yeah. all of this. But goddamn, this is the best dare commercial ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah don't do drugs <laughs> she shares her worst nightmare being scared of the dark playing and placing emphasis on it dom explains what uh that when you do your own thing it makes or breaks you and in their experience it's mostly breaks adding that if there's a problem she deals with it and then moves on cyborg is asked what uh what's the worst thing he's done to someone in a fight he remembers smashing someone's head in once knocking out two two of their two of his teeth and leaving a huge gash in his forehead causing him to slip into a coma for two days the wonder um the wonder if they wonder if he regrets it he chuckles that he doesn't that being life they ask if he does drugs he laughs as he denies it and um that he's more into women okay so we kind of see him even also with his spiral yeah as well right loves talking about women loves talking about women um so it's it's great that we have these little intros because we kind of see everyone's character and like what oh, they've yeah. done in the past. Like, okay, cool. Someone has a coke addiction. Someone's scared of the dark. The lights are going to go off later on. We'll right. see like people get scared. And that's why I want to um, see this movie backwards. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's cool because you kind of see these people act on what they talk about. Yeah. Uh, especially like, oh, yeah, this guy does some type of violence and he's okay with violence and he doesn't feel bad about it. Um, but yeah, they're... And that's, oh man, this movie's just well made. They really set you up for everything you see in the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rocco, I think is how you pronounce his name. Rocco. I don't know. It's one of those. It's R O C C O. Rocco. Yeah. Rocco. Rocco. Um, I just think of Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> yeah, but that was R O C C O. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't saying. It's probably Rocco. Maybe. Yeah. Rocco. Rocco is asked uh, what he thinks of the others. He nods that some of them, some look and seem good. They ask him to uh, elaborate. He explains that some of the women are hot. They ask about his cousin. He explains that they pick up women together. They wonder <laughs> if, if they also pick up guys. He shrugs and laughs that it depends. I love the fluidity yeah. of like the French. I think that's quite nice. And I don't know if all French people are super fluid like that, but... Um, if they are, I like it. <laughs> uh, two men, Kyra and Bart, are interviewed together. Kyra claiming that he never worked with gay people before, and he's a little nervous. While Bart um, shrugs that it isn't a big deal to him, Kyra is uh, waiting for the first connection, and he's heard and he's heard things, but he wants to see see for himself. Um, but he's still a bit nervous about it. Siblings, Gazelle and Taylor weird as fuck um their the whole dynamic was already weird taylor definitely yeah. gave off a very odd vibe to where she just like please don't touch me yeah. kind of thing um granite or not granite but you can definitely tell when they were kids he would do things to her you can definitely tell based off of the way his vibe is with her how protective he is, and all this whole other stuff. Yeah, where the fuck was she the whole movie? Um, but, <laughs> uh, but like, next person, yeah. his vibe was very off-putting. Like even her well, body even the language. way he like stares at her. He yeah. like literally looks her up and down, and then I'm like, because eh. he like, like looks at her directly in her eye. Him. him. She, he she, looks down. Like it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um. And. All right, for folks who are who are interested, um, most of the actors that are playing in here are depicting themselves. 
Um, Luckily, those two are not actual siblings. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Gaspar Noe didn't go that far. Um, She does actually have a different name in real life, but his name is actually Taylor. His um, name is actually Taylor in real life, but her name is something else. Um, But yeah, it was super interesting based off of their... It's fucking gross. Like he lean, he's leaning in. Yeah. She's leaning away. Like you, you can tell. Like there is definitely something about him toward her that just felt so fucking off from the beginning. Yeah, right when she says like, "Oh, I went to New York," it's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, he's like, he like, "Where did you go to New York?" Like who? And it just cuts away, right? Because he's like jealous. Exactly, and it's yeah. gross. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. Once again seeing this movie for the first time the opposite direction for you to get that scene of them hooking up and then you find out at the end you're like oh fuck they were siblings oh my god (laughs) like because the whole time it makes it seem like he's her boyfriend right when he's inside of the actual like hall in the auditorium um like it makes it seem like they're a couple and like maybe they just recently broke up and then you get the scenes of like, don't tell dad and all this other shit. You're like, gross. Yeah. So, uh, siblings Gazelle and Taylor suggest that they're close, but with dance, they share an activity that keeps them closer. And Taylor is the one who says that, not yeah. Gazelle. He puts his hand around his sister. Uh, she seems unco- uncomfortable and forces a smile. The interviewer explains that they'll be touring France in the U.S., wanting to know what they think of that. She nonchalantly comments that she's been to New York before while he's excited with the news. He knows that she's lying, though, trying to get, um, get it out of who she actually even went with with jump to Sila, who seems like the first and only time we've seen her in this movie we see her a couple other times but it's just like yeah where are she you she doesn't get hurt it seems like yeah jump to Sila, thinking that the u.s is the place to go understand that the black culture is great serpent believes um this is a dude who was fucking breaking his arms and shit yeah, all yeah. night um serpent believes that uh america's heaven on earth they ask if he's been there he hasn't suggesting that he uh he comes from hell um, they wonder where <laughs> hell is. Uh, he points and he like points the back walls, him. like yeah, here, <laughs> yeah, where they're at now. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel uh, believes that they're lucky to shine and dance in France. Finding it interesting to take that, uh, finding it interesting to take that uh, that into other countries that don't praise it as highly. France being the only place that helps them with its culture and music. A siren starts going off as she continues on the TV. It flickers. The TV goes off. Who do you think's watching this? Us. Yeah. Think so. Think it's just supposed to be us. I think it's just to introduce us yeah. to the characters and like, hey. I mean, Gaspar well, Noe did mention that he wanted this to feel like a documentary. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, with the beginning scene, it's like saying, like, oh, this is based on a true story. He wants us to make us feel like just this is a reenactment, essentially. Right. Yeah. Like, this is what really happened. These are the people. He ordered interview tapes. Yeah. Um, the only scene that felt like you were watching a movie was the opening scene. Yeah. With the woman running in the snow, yeah. which I still am pretty sure. Which I, I think that's the climax. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we watch, it's like, we now let me tell end, you about the journey. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. The sirens blares alongside techno music in the studios and production companies involved in the film. The scene moves to a DJ and a woman, Selva, putting out a cigarette to move through the dance floor and begin the choreography formation. They are all dancing their styles and meeting back up with the choreographer. Um, 
and there is so much happening in this fucking scene. There, uh, first off, we get the biggest fucking French flag in the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> zooming down to our it. main protagonist who's wearing yellow, and there's a bunch of red. And I'm just like, yeah, danger, caution, things are about to go wrong. All this color. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, I I love the fact that we do have so much color, like. And it works it so well together. It does. Like it she just, pops everything flows. immediately uh, wearing that yellow dress. Um, no, I don't know what they did with the set design, but they did an incredible job. Like, yeah, and it's so simple that it works. Yeah. You know, like you, you can tell they didn't have to do much. Um, but and lots of reds and yellows. Again, caution, yeah. uneasiness, uh, peril, danger. All of the right. signs are right there. Now I love this because this is supposed to be a choreographed dance, um, yet. Every person is doing their own thing except for certain pieces. Like we get yeah. the women that are walking through and the dude doing the windmill or whatever the fuck that, that he's doing. I don't know. Um, and he almost punches a woman in the face. But <laughs> <laughs> it's well-timed so, though. So it's so good. Shit. Yeah. We got rock rocket doing this stuff. And then we got the crumpers. Yeah. So like, in this scene, we got three things going on. We have yeah. our main dancers who are just going through the dance, the crumpers in the left, and then we have the break dancers. Break dancers to the right. Yeah. yeah. And then we have our main like centerpiece artist. And I love that they all kind of take turns being the main dancer. Yeah, the main dancer, which is great. Um, now so I love I love this because you look in the back and Lou is waiting in the back the whole time with Emmanuel and Daddy. Right. And Lou being in the back, like that kind of hints very early on that, okay, she's not entirely involved. She does come around every so often, but for the most part, she's just dancing in the back. Right. Um, but then you, you, yeah, then you get a lot of the men who are uh, center of attention, who are the break dancers doing their All little combining machine. together and then revealing, uh, what's her name? Dom. Dom? Yeah. Dude, Dom scared the fuck out of me in this movie. Jeez. I thought she was the biggest threat in this movie uh, dude, by far. Definitely, definitely. She gave intense. no fucks about who she wanted to hurt. Definitely <laughs> intense for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was by far the scariest person in this film for me. I was like, yeah. damn, Dom, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, her. She's her like, oh, you are. Bah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, she was just like, stop lying. And he was like, well, shit, relax. What if I was? Yeah. Like I didn't spike the drink. Or like not even that. Or we'll get there. But it's like. Even if you don't believe her, why are you even doing that? Sense yeah, of violence, for the but, most part. Yeah, but anyway, even the DJ had to get from behind the table to work this shit out too. The camera moves overhead as they all mimic moving in slow motion as one dances in the middle. Psyche takes off her dress and, and she's just in a bikini as she walks the runway and then starts dancing. Uh, the dancing continues as uh, Daddy is speaking in the microphone and then the music stops, ending with all of them posing. Silva has the Mike saying, God is with them. Uh, they all cheer. She passes the mic back to daddy, who's ready for them to fucking party. This is this is crazy. Like the, all of this, like even all her, her wild dance moves for uh psych over here. Yeah. Super interesting. And her being probably the most unchoreographed. No, uh, I was gonna say with her being the less dressed, it shows her being very comfortable in her own skin and who mm-hmm. she is and realizing what what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, with like I mean, the punch Ivana and stuff like that. Definitely is. Um, she's wearing pretty much something super revealing too. That's true. But, um, oh yeah, this, this is Riley right here. Uh, so we're watching it, obviously, everybody. But Riley uh, does all of the voguing and stuff like that. I watched some of his videos. Fuck, dude. 
That really dude, he fucking gets it. Like he's yeah, been yeah. in competitions and everything. Like it was crazy. Yeah, they're all super fucking talented. Yeah, and um, it's crazy that Sophia's not a professionally trained dancer. Like, and she does some she, crazy she, stuff. She's like, she's doing I'm the like, splits. How? She's like flipping. And this is what blows my mind because the stuff that they're doing is not easy. No. And dumb getting the timing right and the choreography right and everyone like not bumping into each other. And yeah. there's like so this is the one that sometimes took they're all in minutes. sync. Or fifteen shots, excuse me. Um but yeah, there we go. There's Lou finally coming out with just the ribbon. Um and that's just kind of all she's really doing is like the ribbon and she's kind of popping here and there. Right. Um but yeah it's it's interesting. But well, they kill it. Yeah. So good. Did a fantastic job. Um, but great beat, you also great see choice. That Taylor is very close still with his sister, even though he's uh, further apart from her and stuff like that. He's still very close by. Um, but yeah, interesting shit. Yeah. Interesting. Wild, indeed. wild shot. Anyway, the camera pans over to a table with food and a bowl of sangria. Mm. Um, and we also meet. Tito, who's dancing his little heart out over there. <laughs> My little uh, Tito. Emmanuel is pouring some sangria while her son Tito is doing his own little dance. One of the dancers, um, and I didn't know who it was at first, but it's actually Eva. Um, so she comes up to her. That's Eva who runs over to her. Uh, Eva runs over to her in a black striped dress, um, and she's telling her how much she loves her son, calling him a great dancer, asking if she can dance with him. She allows it, letting the letting uh, Eva know that she also made sangria, handing her a cup. Selva comes come or goes up to her next, wanting to know what she thinks. Emmanuel claims that it was awesome, adding a suggestion. Selva understands and is willing to rehearse it, excusing that everyone is tired and wants to have fun. Emmanuel understands, agreeing that for three days of work, it was fabulous. Uh, David comes up to them asking Selva what they're talking about. She smiles that they're talking about him and pulls away and pulls away Emmanuel to speak to her privately. David tries the sangria and then pushes through a group of other men. And this is how we split from character to character, which yeah. I really enjoy. I like love that kind of stuff. One breaks off and then we kind of continue. And then we follow another character. Another character. And, another character and then we follow back to her. And yeah. This is like brilliant. Oh yeah, there's absolutely. so much like action going on too. People are interacting with different objects. People are like smoking. People are passing stuff to each other. They're asking each other questions. It's just like one of those things where like seeing these continuous shots and how well crafted it is. I'm just like, yep, I fuck with this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a play. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Yeah, kind of reminds me of a play. But I love, I love how we it get keeps our stuff two... in real time too. Yeah, I love how we get we get our two. Um, like I guess hinters of suspects of who could spike right in the beginning, right? Just by asking, um, but we'll we'll get there. Um, David tries his sangria and then pushes through a group of other men, stealing a cup of sangria and pouring two cups. He brings them over to uh, to the dance floor. Someone placing a lit cigarette in his mouth. He offers Omar a drink, but he claims that he doesn't drink. So we got suspect number one. David tries to pressure him to uh, have some, but Omar continues declining. So David moves on, trying to offer it to Lou, who's sitting on top of the speaker. She also declines, um, saying that she doesn't feel well. So she's saying she's sick. Selva takes a cigarette out of his mouth while dancing, taking a drag. He offers her sangria and she accepts it. He takes her by the hand. She wants to know what, what he wants, reminding him that she told him to stop. He claims that nobody is looking at them and kisses her. She allows it. Uh, she allows him to. 
but quickly stops him, asking him if he's happy now. He argues that he wants to be with her. She tells him to go dance, pushing him back into the crowd. She moves into the crowd herself, pointing at Ivana, complimenting her solo. Sight comes up to her, wanting to know if she liked it. She tells them both in English that they both were amazing. She continues moving towards the siblings, um, startling Gazelle. This was interesting as well, like when Gazelle gets all startled and she like rolls her eyes at Selva. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck was that about? That was interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you can tell that like even right off the bat for um, if you go up to her. Yeah. yeah go back one more time. Um, so if we go back, you can actually see a little bit more. Um, you can actually see right why right when she's walking towards them, towards Ivana. You can see that we have um Psych just chilling, doing her own thing, dancing, but she's surveying the whole room. Yeah. She's the only person who's looking at everybody. And then she surveys, 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 and then she comes finally on over and just like, oh, let me say what's up. But she has yeah. a cup of sangria in her hand. Right? So she also has a cup of sangria in her hand. She has a cigarette. She's chilling. I don't think at this point it's spiked yet. I think it is. You think it is? Yeah. I don't think I don't think at this point, but I think soon. Because yeah. once people start getting the sangria flowing, then I think that's when it started spiking. But, and I think she realized, wait a second. Not that I know a lot about drugs. I know it takes a long time to kick in. Not LSD. <laughs> that's true. LSD is yeah. a pretty quick one. <laughs> that's fair. But I like the the juxtaposition where like these scenes are so crucial of them having a good time, fun time. Uh, you can. Cons- Do you think they were actually in LSD? I think they're on LSD already. Like no, think- like like actually. Oh, like, do you think they actually took LSD? Because no. Gaspar Noe fucking seems like the type of person who would actually have them do that. that. Would be out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be said or something like that, or maybe they're not allowed to say it. But um, I feel like they make it very realistic. They sure do. Um, I think there's too much danger for them to have oh, them yeah, all no on way. LSD. Yeah, because no I feel like way. that shit might happen for real. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Everyone's this is a documentary a now, baby. Yeah, um, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be yeah that's that'd the thing. terrifying like, this is nightmare fuel to me like this is something that's i mean shouldn't happen or would happen but it could happen and oh, so a yeah. sense of realism of like this is an event that could happen if this were to like go on like someone actually spiking the a punch to a yeah. wedding or sure a reunion a class sure. reunion coming this together this is supposed to be like, fun this is a perfect horror film story yeah. of like a sense of realism because it could happen and it just looks gorgeous because they're all dancing really cool and there's a lot of cool colors and there's great cinematography. But yeah, this is a terrifying film. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like it shows both like this is what a good trip looks like and then now I'm going to flip the other side of the coin and show mm-hmm. you when things go downhill. Honestly, it feels like the only person who was re- really having a terrible trip was Selva. Um, and I, then then it eventually turned to like other people starting to have bad trips. Yeah. Um, but like the first person to have a bad trip, I feel like was Selva when she realized something's wrong. Like, I don't feel right. Right. And she's like, she something's wrong. And I feel like she probably has never had any type of drug or thing Maybe. in her system. And she mentally feels like, I feel like I'm under the influence of something right yeah, now. Yeah, like something. And then once she starts talking to people, that's when like the ball starts rolling downhill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think there's certain She's the events. dominant that sets everything off in the way. Oh, yeah. And I think there are certain events that happen 
um, to where other people start having bad trips because yeah. of her vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Selva apologizes and then compliments loving her attitude. Gazelle begrudgingly accepts the compliment before rolling her eyes at uh, to Taylor when Selva walks away. I was like, what the fuck is that about? Uh, Omar walks up to them, Taylor giving him a handshake, celebrating their rehearsal. Taylor comments that he has his eye on him as Gazelle takes him and ushers him back to the party. Omar dances over to Daddy, Aaliyah, um, and Selva are as... Excuse me. Dances over to Daddy, Aaliyah, and Selva as Cyborg is offering them some drinks. Aaliyah declines as Selva accepts. She wonders why she's uh, being so glum. Excuse me. It's not. It's not Aaliyah. That's uh, uh that's Lou. My apologies. I put it as Aaliyah because there's twenty three of them. <laughs> I counted. There's fucking twenty three of them. So it was really hard, and they're all in the same room the whole entire time. So it was really hard to distinguish who the fuck these people were. Uh, But uh, Omar dances over to Daddy, (laughs) Lou, and Selva as Cyborg is offering them some drinks. Lou declines as Selva accepts. She wonders why she's being so gloom. Um, Lou excuses that she's tired. Selva shouts um, for her to stop sulking as as she shouts back that she's um, always tired. She wants to get down and head over to the table. Cyborg assists her down. When she makes her way over to the table, Emmanuel is telling Tito that he can't drink the sangria because it's alcohol. Lou tells him to leave leave him alone, um, tells her to leave him alone, picking him up and um, bringing him to the dance floor. He laughs as she spins him around and dances with him on the, on the dance floor. Meanwhile, Cyborg is following... Um, uh, someone <laughs> i don't know who um as she holds his hand to lead him back to the stage i think this one's Aaliyah. Maybe. i think so yeah that's a yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah that's Aaliyah. um selva yells for daddy to pump up the music as she goes back to the dance floor this is so interesting though because it's like he's like crumping and shit to like disco music <laughs> yeah. As long as you're on beat, that's all that matters. And he wasn't, but <laughs> but it was it was fucking something. <laughs> um, but was that a mirror? If you go back, yeah, that's a mirror. And the camera's not in the shot, which is still great. Oh wow, that's cool. So like, there's I like a this mirror too, on the, the side. Turns. Yeah. 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 That's the mirror. Look how. Mm, I don't wow. know. That- Very Suspiria of him. Yeah, but like that shot, I'm like, yes, you know your camera angles. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely does. I wonder if all those movies that were on the side are like in- what inspired this exactly, movie. Exactly. Yeah, I felt that way. Yeah, because especially like set design and the colors and like how everything's played out gave me very Suspiria vibes. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that a lot of the other movies, but I'm like, Fair. probably. I mean, possession they all act, act like zombies and they all act possessed. So. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're all like dancing and like weird movements and yeah. Well, um, possession possession's interesting because like I mean, she pretty much beat for beat Selva pretty much beat for beat has a scene that's very reminiscent of what happens in possession inside of the subway. Um, so I, that's the first thing that pops into my head. Oh, when she's like tripping hard and starts falling on the ground. Yeah. That's very similar to what happens. That's the only scene I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so that happening is very reminiscent of that. And then you have, um, a racer head, which might be the baby. That's Uh, all I can can think of. Um, the then you that would have be uh, would be um then you have zombie which is Lucio Fulci um and which 
I feel like, yeah. Everyone's very zombie-like at some points. Yeah. Especially um, when the camera goes all weird in the red light. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's interesting. Um, Solo, I could definitely see a little bit of Solo in here, um, but obviously not as extreme. <laughs> but yeah, definitely could see a, a, a quite a bit of influences in, in yeah. those films. I haven't seen all of those films, but I've seen a nice handful of them. I think I maybe didn't see like maybe two or three. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. interesting enough. She taps Tito on the shoulder, asking him if he remembers their dance before doing their routine together. <laughs> she gives him a few hugs, asking him for more and more, picking him up, joking about seeing how hard he can laugh. He protests before she uh, picks him up and spins him back to his mother. She dances by herself for a moment, shrieking in excitement. Rocket transitions the one shot uh, seen by twirling a ribbon. Um, Cyborg is having the most awkward crump battle with some other dude as Scylla um walks and dances with Shirley and Jennifer there's fucking way too many people <laughs> yeah. i mean we see a emmanuel like this is the part that i was talking about where this is disco music happening yeah. right now and he's they're all like crumping and shit and i'm just like uh there's like a dance battle, which yeah. is cool. And, they, and I like, think that's his energy. cousin. But that's why I feel like this is the start of them kicking in with the drugs, too. Mm. Maybe um, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Maybe why? you're right. So I took this moment where she starts spinning out of control a little bit, kind that of like part? losing herself. She's feeling herself right now. Well, yeah, we see. I feel like it's kicking in now. And we see, um, uh, what's her name? Psych looking at her yeah. when she's doing that as well. So, like, I think she's, you know, she's And these guys, they're, they're just feeling themselves, too. Like, hey, this is the dances we know. We're like, and it's like, sometimes I've never been on drugs, or I, besides weed, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, like, I feel like when people, like, recognize other people who are, like, in it, they're like, oh, you're feeling the same way I am? Let's, like, start dancing yeah. and well, bowing each other. So, like, yeah, they, yeah, but, they, like, they you can tell they're feeling themselves, too. But... Yeah, because even like the uh, the girl behind them, she's like like mesmerized by what they're doing too. Like I'm yeah. impressed, and it's like, all right, I'm bored. I'm gonna go look at something else. And you can start looking at everyone; they're just all doing their thing, and they're all feeling themselves. Yeah, they're all starting to like move their neck up. They're feeling a lot more loose. Um, but it's so interesting that you say that because like we even have Omar who didn't drink, and he's also doing the same thing. Right, so I just think he's just is just trying to be like with the party, you right? Because everybody pretty much has a cup in their hand for the most part. But this is the part where I think when she's like kind of hovering over the table a little bit, yeah, she's like she's, I think she's like continuously just supplying it because she just watches people. Yeah, she she I think already knows she can tell that people are really enjoying starting themselves. To, yeah, starting yeah. to kick in and shit. Yeah. But anyway, let's keep it going. Uh, one of them says that she's going to change, leaving Shirley to dance past Omar and Gazelle. Uh, he asks he asks her um, what was up with her with her brother earlier. She mocks that he's afraid that she'll get pregnant. Okay, weird. Uh, let's switch to Psych. We're walking over to Ivana while smoking a cigarette, but she goes to the table first to kind of like looks at some hors d'oeuvres, and then she heads on over. Ivana is dancing while Psych doesn't seem to care as much. She pulls Psych's face towards her to watch her dance, and she just stares at her. She's <laughs> like, the fuck? You're a pest. Uh, David walks past them, um, checking out all the people dancing around him. He goes over to Dom and Eva, um, uh, telling her d down the hatch. She tells him no. He takes her drink and chugs it for her. They laugh at him as he walks away with his drink. Um, uh, he wakes. I don't know what I was trying to say. 
I think he was saying, trying to say he walks. Uh, he walks toward the couches before being called over by Selva, who's sitting next to Lou. He sits next to them. Lou comments that she's worried about the boy. Selva doesn't understand why since he went to bed, David mm. is wondering if something is wrong. She answers that nothing is wrong. He gets up and heads back to, uh, to the dance floor. She gawks at him as he walks away. Lou comments that this isn't a good place for a child. Selva scoffs for her to leave it, and he's fine, happy, and good-mannered. She pulls out a cigarette as Lou dis uh, disagrees, but Selva knows that Emmanuel raised him well, and she was right um, to not abort him. David taps on the microphone, but the camera is still on them. He calls out about how wicked the sangria is. Lou questions <laughs> if she has ever had an abortion. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the sangria it's is kicking in already. Yeah. Um, Selva takes a long drag from her cigarette, responding that it's good to have uh, the choice with the smirk, asking her if she thinks so. Cut to text. Birth of a unique opportunity. Interesting. So, I mean, we kind of get this moment where we see Lou having these second thoughts yeah. in her head, right? Like, so it, it's a lot of fascinating shit that's going through Lou's head if you watch it from Lou's perspective. Right. Um, where she's trying to figure things out for herself. Exactly. Yeah. She, I'm sure she's very much in the middle of where do I keep this child or do I not? And her seeing how Emmanuel is being with Lou, I mean Tito, um, and things like Just that. Just seeing if like the world is right for a child, right? Which exactly. is a lot of people's concerns these days too. No, it's super fair. Yeah, I mean, fair. I can't blame yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I'm scared for my kid every single day. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I can definitely understand that. Emmanuel is putting her son to bed, telling telling him that he uh, she used to be a dancer, and when she sees him, it reminds her of herself as a little girl, hoping that he'll be a dancer just like her. He agrees. She questions if she spent three nice days there, or if he spent three nice days there. He nods. She understands that they don't see each other much, but today she made an effort. I, I find these little cuts interesting. They're like cuts, but they're, they're the same thing. It's not really cuts to anything. Yeah. Um, and then we get, get them to where they are cuts to other people. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, wondering if she's a good mom. He agrees. She asks for a kiss. They share one. She closes his eyes, whispering, whispering him for, or whispering to him to go to sleep and that she'll come back later, whispering that she loves him. Cut to Kyra and Serpent standing, uh, standing around chatting with each other about flags. <laughs> Omar and David are sitting down when, o yep. when Omar claims that gay people are creepy. David tells him to chill the fuck out because, um, who they are aren't as, Aren't, or excuse me, who they are isn't contagious, telling him to not be a prick. Omar rolls his eyes as David smirks that God is great. Hmm. Interesting. Because then we have this moment where Cyborg is sitting down with Aaliyah as he quotes, God is with us. <laughs> he complains and questions the connection between God and dance. He's not okay with it, but wonders about her. She shakes her head that she's that uh, she's still the same. He grunts, questioning about her dad. She and this was like an interesting thing. Now that you bring up like those little weird cuts in between, I feel like that's supposed to be for us to make it feel very unsettling and kind of off. Yeah, probably. Like the drugs are kicking in for us as the viewer yeah. as well. Yeah, little fucker, Gasper Gottmas. Yeah. I see. You know, I see uh, what you're doing now. You know, uh, so it's interesting because the first time I watched this movie yeah. was uh, 2020 when I first watched this movie, and it was funny because I watched this movie and then I got a secret copy of Fried Berry. 
And um, I don't know what that is, but I was like, mm, mm, mm. I understand that. <laughs> well, yeah. I watch Friedberry. It's on Shutter. Okay. But I got this. I watched this, and then someone sent me that copy, so I followed it up with Friedberry, which is about an oh, alien okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. that is beamed into this guy, and he goes on this huge bender for the whole night. I love Friedberry. It was actually a part of my uh, top fifteen. Of 2020. That's really good. Um, I loved Fried Berry a lot. Like a lot of people didn't really care for it that much, but I loved it. Um, and I thought it was just a really well done flick. But um, yeah, like it just, having these together as a double feature, oh my gosh, it was so perfect for me. It was a perfect night. <laughs> I loved Man. it. So I saw Climax back in 2022 in March. Oh, wow. Recently. Not that long. Yeah. Okay. So a little year over a year half. ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sheesh. Uh, she nods that he's still in a coma, so they have to wait. He wonders how long they've been uh, waiting for. She sighs that it's been six months now. Cut to uh, daddy talking to Selva about him taking drugs, but in a safe place. Interesting. <laughs> She's not really listening to the conversation, asking him to repeat it. Back with David claiming that he had sex with someone yesterday, Omar sniffs and nods in acceptance. <laughs> David admitting that the sex was terrible, so he wants to fuck two blondes instead. The two blondes being Ivana and Syke, who are sitting on the steps. Uh, Ivana is upset, wanting her to stop acting like she doesn't exist. Syke continues to not look her direction, completely ignoring her as she starts looking at everyone else. Um... Ivana calls her fake. Psych responds that she's not fake, but she thinks Ivana is boring. Yeah. Back to Omar suggesting that homosexual women still need men looking over at them, wanting to have sex with both of them. Okay, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Overaggressive. They're, like, they're so gross. Yeah. Like, him and the conversation with Cyborg and Rocco is the most uncomfortable conversation ever. <laughs> And it feels so high school. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I feel like this part of the drugs talking too. Probably, yeah. Uh, and I love how she like really stares at the crowd intently, kind of really, is she really ignoring her? Um, she sees that everyone's kind of like just talking to each other and not doing much. Right. And she's like, you guys are like, yeah, boring. You guys are boring. Yeah. Like, I expect you guys drinks and this is what you guys do. Well, <laughs> wait, yep. just wait. Um, and she starts feeling herself for sure. Yeah. Ivana snaps her finger at Psyche to get her attention. Psyche is annoyed with her, telling her to come on, which causes her to snap even more. Back to, with Daddy and Selva, he wonders if she wants kids since she asked him about marriage. She becomes slightly defensive, not wanting children, thinking that the question is dumb. She wants. She rants that she doesn't give a shit if she. Um, his hat is so fucking cool to me. <laughs> like daddy was sick dude like he, he was, was like coolest he was character definitely one of my favorite characters yeah I, was like, I fuck with daddy daddy's dope yeah he can handle his drugs <laughs> yeah, for sure like he, he was like, definitely i'm feeling a, myself i'm not doing anything like even when he, he finds out when it's spiked he's just like chill about it. it's like oh, oh whatever like it's okay <laughs> yeah you can tell who has like inner demons and who does not for sure daddy, he's chilling da yeah daddy definitely he's like, a good soul he's the person like, who like let, lets all of it out yeah. hard on the sleeve all that shit um if she's had a connection she goes with it and then leaves it calling all calling out next in english meanwhile lou is on the steps taking a uh oh no not lou excuse me jennifer is on the steps taking a bump 
um, while Cyborg calls her a coke fiend and that she's always snorting, saying that it stinks. Selva questions Daddy wanting to get married. He agrees that he does. She jokes asking how many times. He answers once. She laughs that she would like to be married four times, thinking it um, best to do it often. Change the game, the person, and everything. Dom and Eva are in a corner uh, chatting. Dom wondering how Selva does that at her age. Eva shrugs, thinking that she's being manipulated by a man. Dom claims that he's hungry, or she's hungry, excuse me, and has uh, tried to screw them all. <laughs> um, oh, no, that he's hungry, yeah, excuse me. And, and I, th- and I think she's talking about um, uh, David. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Even calling him a climber, not understanding why he's uh, with the boss lady. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. Um, but thinking that it, uh, thinking that it is so they can go places, even though he's with everyone, but while with Selva, he's just looking for work. David thinks that they are lucky being there with all these, all those women. He taps Omar's leg, telling him to wake up and to get out of his, uh, get out of his trip, commenting about him not drinking or anything while he supposedly had sex with all the women there, which, okay. Um, Bart, Scylla and Shirley, um, Bart's arm is thrown around Shirley's shoulder, and they're all sitting on a couch. Scylla mocking David as a walking STD. They fucking hate this dude. <laughs> David's like, the most hated person, like, but also I, the most slept person ever. I know, for real. Like, we hate him, but he probably has a big dick. Yeah, something. exactly. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, I don't know, it reminds me of uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies with, um, what's his character? Pete Davidson. Name? Yeah, it's like everyone hates him, but he's like, that guy fucks. Yeah, too. he's like, yeah. I look like I yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> David looks like he fucks. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does. Indeed, he does. He does. Yeah. Which I think he does. Uh, which we get confirmation by, uh, by Bart as well. Yeah. Um, which is actually kind of funny how he uh, says it, too. Yeah. They all laugh. Bart tries to stick up for him as Shirley calls calls her mean. She agrees that he's nice, but uh, he's still dirty. <laughs> Not liking the way he looks at you. Uh, or looks at them, excuse me. Um, Shirley think, thinks that it could be a bit of a turn-on. On second thought, Bart is not too happy with that, calling him a son of a bitch after he, her comment. <laughs> yeah. He's, they, like, having his back a little bit. He's like, yo, you like him now? He's like, like, no, no, fuck, fuck that, that guy. Yeah. Like, uh, girl. <laughs> the, uh, they laugh, Sila wondering if David is at least good in bed. Bart calls him on top, calls him a top shooter. She tries to say that they're good at making out. Um, he cuts her off, claiming that he's good in bed also. Shirley wonders uh, wonder how he knows yeah. that <laughs> and if they had sex before. They haven't, but uh, he's had sex next, next to him, which were they like sure. both having sex or was it just David? But that's kind of like someone. what she brings. I was like, oh, like, like what's a the game? Well, yeah, like, like threesome or what, like, what do you mean? Um, claiming that he fucked her brains out. Quote unquote. Good for you, David. Back with David <laughs> wanting to know more about Omar and Gazelle, claiming that he's curious. Omar clears his throat, wanting to know how good she is in bed. Meanwhile, Gazelle is telling her brother to live his life and she will live hers. Taylor argues that her life is his. Oof. God, she lets out a sigh for him to get off of her case. He doesn't understand why she's getting upset. She interrupts him um, that she doesn't understand why he's reacting like this. He wonders what what makes Omar so special. She smiles, claiming that he's got everything. Back over to David and Omar. David shares that he wants to have sex with Gazelle. Omar isn't surprised as David doubled down, doubles down that he really wants to, calling Omar lucky. He claims that David isn't as strong as him. David laughs, wanting to ask ask her. 
thinking that they can uh, have a threesome going over what he can say to try and convince her. <laughs> okay. Gazelle wants to know uh, what what um, bothers Taylor so much about her and Omar. He plainly doesn't like him, and they they may seem like they're friends, but they aren't. She doesn't understand what she, what excuse me. She doesn't understand what that has to do with her. He reminds her that he's her big her big brother. Mm-hmm. She rebuts that she's twenty and not a baby anymore. He doesn't care. Not wanting her to disrespect him. Interesting. Like the way that this dude is talking is like. Not overprotective big brother, but overprotective boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Exactly. Like an ex. Like yeah. a toxic ex. And it's fucking gross. Yeah. It's so gross. Like to me, they were the most They're uncomfortable. Weird, yeah, the scenario was the worst. This was the one where I was just like, oh, yeah, this like, is. You know what, bring back the shocking dead kid again. Like, for real. I'd rather see that over and over again. Than yeah, this. like yeah. this. This was so uncomfortable. So gross. And it was just like, oh. My God, but you like you just knew from the start like this dude wants to fuck his sister like you could just tell like this dude just wants to have sex with his sister so badly and it's gross. It's fucking gross. Adding that he seems uptight. She chokes on her drink suggesting that that's only with him arguing that he's not mom and dad. He's just her brother and they're both adults. She still believes that she's too young for that. She wants to elaborate. What he says, what you do with Omar? She questions if he knows what they do. He believes that that he sees enough, not needing to know the details. She argues um, that he's gotten he's gotten head before, and she says it differently. She's like, "You've gotten your dick sucked." Okay, y'all are talking a little too comfortable for me. Yeah, y'all talk a little too comfortable. Just saying, because um. He doesn't care, not wanting her to do that stuff with Omar. Gazelle argues that being normal when you've been with someone uh, for nine months. Taylor is confused, thinking that they were only together for two months. She questions Omar not telling him. She Sneaky chuckles lady. when he answers that he did it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cyborg and, Roco, Cyborg and Roco are talking about uh, this place, seeing, seeing some weird shit. Cyborg claims that he can feel that this place has gone through sacrifices and something strange for sure. <laughs> Rocco wonders if he means like a sect, um, which is interesting because like <laughs> that's pretty much what they are right now. Like, they're a sect. They're damn near a cult. They're a cult of dance. Yeah, yeah. You know? This is where, like, that paranoia kind of kicks in a little bit, and that's how I feel like they're kicking in with the drug. Uh, But they're still having a good time. It's like, yeah, you walk in, there's a big fucking flag. Like, what is this? Because now they're, like, looking at this place and kind of, like, self-realizing, like, what are we doing here? Like, this is kind of weird, right? There's a big flag here. It feels like a cult. What's going on? It feels a little strange because it does feel a little bit strange. And they're like looking at their environment. They're like, I'm tripping off this right now. I'm tripping in our situation of us being here with yeah. this group of people that we don't know. There's a big flag here. Well, I mean, um, even even that as well, the fact that like we, we see in a lot of cults that have done these kind of murder-suicide acts <laughs> yeah. and things like that, it, it has been the whole concept of don't drink the Kool-Aid, right? I mean, yeah. that, that comes from Jones. This is literally this. This yeah. is literally this, right? Like, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid. It's one of the reasons why, I mean, for years, my grandmother would never, in a million years, she was always tell me, like, if I were to go to a party, she'd like, do not drink anything open. Right. You yeah. Know, if someone offers you a cup, say this, you'll have the bottle. This movie does that for me. I feel like if I were at a, like, a reunion or a wedding or whatever, it's like... It's either coming from a bartender, that's profession. Yep. Or if there's an open like Kool-Aid thing like this, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no. 
I'm good. I'm not drinking from a punch bowl. Yeah. I'm cool. And on top of that, it wouldn't even just be mainly because of this. It probably is fucking warm. That too. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it didn't look like any ice was in there at all. So it's probably warm. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, I've only drank an open thing once. And well, it was actually the first time I got drunk. The first and only time I got drunk. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a jello shot. That was the only time I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, that's too, that's also something like I've done in the past are jello shots, but like you don't know what people put into exactly. jello shots. They're already pre made and they could right. be like something that be can anything. fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. It could be anything. So, like, yeah, I mean, you know, taking, taking that was, I've never taken, I've never had jello since either. <laughs> like I gave up like, alcohol never again. and Jello. Jello's dead to me. Jello's yeah. dead and alcohol's dead. I've yeah. never had either yeah. one of them since. Um, so there you go. Cyborg shrugs, not understanding how you can walk into a room and see a flag, finding it bizarre. He states that he doesn't dig the vibe with this group, thinking they're weird. Adding that this school magnifies their weirdness. Rocco argues that he'll fuck them all, though. <laughs> no matter how weird they are. They both laugh. I love Rocco them laughing at each it. other. They're so, like, generally love their conversation. You can tell, they're like, they're fucking Out of butts. pocket as fuck, but, like... They're funny together. Oh, this for sure. Like, they are funny together. Like, this reminds me of, like, like super bad. Yeah. They're, the, like, when they're fucking trying to, like, mind them the way into the, into the party. chemistry between two people I've seen oh, in the movie sure. in a long time. Well, like, it's because they're, they're actual cousins. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, and they're actually cousins um, in real life. So, like, I think that made it definitely a lot easier so for them to yeah. just, like, really focus but on the pocket, scene. But it's still good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cyborg agrees, adding that he'll do it on the flag. <laughs> Eva frustratedly shares to Dom that she's sick of all the brothers and fathers on their cases all the time, telling them what to do. Dom responds that there's more to life than men. Excuse me. Eva agrees, adding that there's nice girls, too. They scan the room, Dom wondering who she's referring to. Eva points that there are some cute ones in the group, asking if she agrees. Dom wonders um, about her as she looks back at her. Eva taps her on the shoulder um, that she told her already. Dom doesn't understand why she brought it up then. I mean, fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, long story short, it just sounds like Eva's not attracted to you, Dom. They just yeah. think that's it. Um, Eva defends herself that she that she didn't, and it just came up. Back with Omar telling David that um, that he's up to some filthy shit. David agrees. <laughs> Dom explains that she's going to beat those two up tonight. Eva uh, thinks that they deserve it. Dom agrees. Now, this is interesting because technically when they're doing these scenes, we don't know who they're officially talking about. We're just right, right. assuming. Yeah. So, like, we're assuming because that... we're getting that, cuts to them. Right. Yeah. Like we're assuming that they're either talking about these two, Rocco and Cyborg, or uh what's the fuck's his name? Uh David and Omar. Right. So that's the ones we're assuming. However, I just think it's foreshadowing that she beats up a pregnant woman. Technically two people. Uh but I think she says guys. No, she said those two. She says those two guys, but even then, like yeah, yeah. like guys are always it, that's like a terminology that people even that's, use. Yeah. No, she says, "Oh, no, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna beat those, those two, two up, up tonight. tonight." Yeah, two people. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So like, even then, like you know, like it, I just think it's foreshadowing that she's going to beat up a pregnant woman. That technically she is growing a body inside of her. Right. <laughs> so dark. I guess if it like. If you're it getting to like all this whole pro life pro choice stuff that that is definitely 
a very important thing in, in life right now. Um, definitely pro-choice. Uh, but um, getting with all of that stuff, like this, I think that's what that concept was right there. Because she's the technically the only person besides the men who actually hit someone. Yeah. So, um, well, we get technically Aaliyah and Jennifer, but that was like, like a fucking freak accident or something. I was, <laughs> you're right. Lit, lit, lit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> lit. Uh, Cyborg has a change of heart all of a sudden, getting it's good like, with ah, the vibe now, good. claiming that he's ready for some crazy shit. And that's when the drugs oh, so hit. It's real right? kicking in now. Rocco knows that he's too unstable and that that's a recipe for disaster. Cyborg doesn't care, wanting to use his penis. They both laugh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Psych is still ignoring Ivana while they sit together. Ivana taps her cup on her arm. She looks down at the cup, taking a sip of the sangria, ignoring ignoring Ivana's gestures. And I think she took the sip because she was like, I'm not fucking feeling it yeah, yet. I need more. Yeah. I need more of this. Like, I'm not feeling it yet. Um, so I think for her, because what her tolerance is way higher than everyone else's. Yeah. Right. Um, so Cyborg, um, Cyborg Rocco, excuse me, Cyborg and Rocco fantasizes about the two women. Keep it at that. Um, they are all interrupted by David or by Daddy's uh, speaking on the microphone. Kyra is sitting down with Lou, sharing how much he loves someone. This was interesting. I don't even think that's Kyra. I think that's uh, what the fuck is his name? I think that's Serpent. I think, I think so? that's who that is. I think that's Serpent. Yeah. Um, no idea who he's talking about. Right. He's just talking about a woman that he's in love he's with. Super in love with her. Else. She she has flaws, but he doesn't care. Um, she's pregnant by someone else mm-hmm. as well. So in reality, it feels like everyone's just talking about everyone right. in this movie because obviously, her Lou she has no idea who she's pregnant by. Yeah, and she's like, and it's more like people talking about pregnancy, having a child, right? Like, and I guess that like messes with her. Like, what should I do? Yeah. Even yeah. though she she's not sharing that she's pregnant right. with everyone, she's just trying to figure out like this is all internalized for her right now. Uh, but he calls her his his sweet butterfly. Aww. It's cute. That's cute. That gives me flutters. Lou didn't know um, that she was pregnant. He confirms it. Back to the horny duo discussing Lou and the and the things they'll do to her. Is so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Rocco has his eyes set on Selva. They begin talking about her. Cyborg telling him to just follow um, her down upstairs and whip his dick out. Don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. Rocco thinks that she'll freak out and then continues the conversation about non-consensual sex. Yep. Uh, cut to daddy telling Riley that he's annoyed, but he doesn't listen. Riley claims that he's sick and tired of waiting. Daddy tells him that, that it is the best to wait because you're young and rich. Knowing that he'll have plenty of men, no need to rush into it. Riley thinks that David will have him in two days. And daddy doesn't think that, uh, he'll ever go with him mainly because Selva won't let him. Riley calls out, screw Selva, <laughs> not caring about her, uh, about what she thinks. He's confident that he can take on David. Daddy tells him to um, do what he wants since he always does anyway. Riley agrees. Daddy argues that um, why that's why he's still a virgin. Riley scoffs that he isn't for long. <laughs> and Riley's like ready. Like, Riley's like, Riley is feeling it. Like, like yo, yo, this my flower is ready I, to yeah. be deflowered. Like, like, give it like, to me. 
You go, Riley. Get your shit. <laughs> um, and now Cyborg and Rocco are talking about Riley and butt sex. What is up with these two? <laughs> Fuck. They just love like sex that much and they're just lost in the conversation i, I guess. guess so like but they're, they're not spiraling even, they're not like even, laughing about that's sex. true like they yeah. feel like little kids talking about sex yeah yeah but like they they are also even not like they're not even talking about it like they want to perform that with riley right the way that they're doing is very mean right like it's, yeah like it's very much like they want to sodomize him yeah, yeah, like the way that they because they talk about like a they use like a baton or something they motion it and stuff like that and like making him squeal and all like they're 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 talking about actually torturing him in in ways right um, True, yeah, yeah and then they switch to them talking about like not liking butt stuff or whatever or like having women poop on you and shit <laughs> and this is this is where I think the whole solo aspect comes into play here. Sure. Um, because Solo very much it's a lot of that. <laughs> Fortunately. It's a lot of that in that movie. Mm. They, and they show you it all, man. They show uh, you it all. <laughs> like I said, you don't need to not watch on my that watch movie, list. Man. Yeah. You don't need to watch that movie. But um it was a dare, so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. Um watch it in college. But yeah, to once is enough. But anyway, it makes fucking human centipedes seem like you are watching Sesame Street. Uh, Emmanuel is, uh, meets up with Daddy, letting him know that she'll put Tito to bed. She uh, requests a cigarette. She shares a brief moment of her life in situation. One minute, um, you're young and dancing. The next, you're in a corner, pregnant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she fucking, like, it, it doesn't sound like she hates her son. It just no. sounds like she's like, I wish I wouldn't have gotten myself into that mess. Yeah. Um. And what it would have just been later at a different time. Right. Um, and that's why she considered the abortion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, adding that she doesn't know or she feels like a failure. Adding that she doesn't even know uh, when the van comes tomorrow. Um, the only thing that she got right was the sangria. He ar- agrees Aww. that it's really good. Yeah, that was definitely she was definitely the saddest character for sure. Oh, yeah. Her was so heartbreaking. Like, I I hated having to see her go through this. But man, Mm. daddy changes the vibe with some more upbeat music. Cut to another dance circle time, baby. This is when they're spiraling. Lou starting everything off with this wild-ass overhead shot. Yeah, I didn't even write this part down, to be honest. Everyone starts fucking going nuts. Like, everyone's dancing and and things like that. I love this scene. I love this scene. Because this is the transitional period from we are all happy talking to each other to, like, us just losing it. Yeah. And just doing what we love to do. But uncontrollably. Right. And it feels off. And that's where the camera angle makes it feel off too. But it's so good. The dancing yeah. is phenomenal in this. Oh, yeah. It's uh, absolutely amazing. All of them are so good at what they do. And it's so cool to see it. And you get that cool beat. And you're just seeing these cool like dance movements. Yeah. Um. Now, shout out to these dancers. They know what they're doing. They do this professionally. And there's a reason why. Because they're fucking great. Yeah. So they're all dancing. They're all doing their own thing. They're all and feeling themselves. Yeah, they're all having a good time. I mean, obviously, there are two people dancing with the group that are not on drugs. Um, And that being Lou, who starts us off, switches to Psych. Um, right. Then it moves over to Eva. 
Um, and then Omar's like hyping people up and shit. Um, they're all kind of doing this hype thing, but they're all in a circle. Yeah. Right. They're all in a circle. They're all watching. They're all participating. Um, and everyone's just freestyling at yes. this point, right? Like Eva's voguing and doing her thing. Um, and it's wild. And then we switch over to Aaliyah, um, who also is voguing as and well. And a lot of people are like going on the ground, going on all fours, doing a lot of spins. Right. It's a lot less human-like and more chaos. Yeah. More chaotic dancing. And this it still overhead looks great. is just beautiful. And then we got Rocket. Yeah, see, everyone's spiraling. Um, and then I everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. But like, it, they're having fun. Yeah. Like, this is this is where the... But the, this is drugs like, kicking in. Yeah, the drugs 100%. are kicking in. Yeah. But they're having fun. Um, and they're having a good time and they're really feeling themselves and they're filling everyone around yeah. them. They're no longer boring. <laughs> right. Um, but everyone spins, which is crazy because this is showing them spiraling out of control. Yeah. Yeah. True. I like the overhead lights too. Like the, you yeah. can tell that the lights itself are just like really like it feels which fits like in with the red and yellow. Yeah. Again. Like, red and yellow. Like it just, just feels like a caution. Yeah. Yeah. So the music continues as everyone's dancing, and then after they're done dancing, it starts kind of winding down, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Lou lies on Psych. Uh, Shirley is above her, zoning in and out. They clear the dance floor. Omar and Gazelle are still dancing, but his dancing is a bit more frantic and erratic. She tries to kiss him, but he continues dancing. They walk off the dance floor, finally getting uh, to our, technically, our credits. <laughs> It's like our opening credit, but like, like it's weird. I love how many times it says Gaspar Noe's name too. Yeah. It says it's so like, oh my gosh. But yeah, the beat is muffled as it continues to play as Ivana scoops up some sangria. She offers some to Lou, who then declines. We end up with Psyche putting her clothes back on. Ivana comes up to her. She doesn't look at her. Ivana claims that she feels weird. Psyche suggests for her to go drink some water, pushing her away. <laughs> and we got that, that huge long shot of the sangria, right? Yeah. And this is how I, this is what made me like kind of go like, because I was like, it's probably warm. It's like warm, yeah. like warm. There are no peels. ice in there. Yeah. Like it's no ice. It's just, ugh. yeah. Ugh. I love this these, scene. Though. Oh my god! I, yeah, these shots are crazy. Like, I love this scene. Um, pretty great shit. But like, yeah, like everyone's kind of like either still dancing, kind of winding down, completely ignoring her ass. She's like, get the fuck away from me. Go drink water. <laughs> <laughs> she stumbles and she across knows because she's like you're on drugs go drink water go hydrate exactly yeah. yeah um which i don't think her intentions were to hurt anyone no i don't think she had ill intent at all i just think she wanted to have fun and yeah. she wanted everyone else to be on the same uh wavelength as her she didn't want to be the only one and this is where and i love that the credits kind of rolled into this and then we are introduced to this like whole entire different yeah this is definitely act, vibe act two yeah and you can really tell that everything's off now and you really understand that it is off yeah even like the camera holding is a little bit less stable less more, um, more sporadic yeah sporadic a little bit more on the edge yeah, not very it, like as well time framed. goes on and on and on things it gets get a little bit a more chaotic more, yeah yeah even the room, like the room feels tense, a lot more dull, like a lot more dull and tense. You know, uh, everyone's more spaced out, less together. Yeah, um, they fill the room more, and people are literally dancing completely offbeat and less elegant how they used to be. Yeah, exactly. 
She stumbles across the dance floor as everyone is starting to dance a bit more sensual with each other or by themselves. Um, Selva is grinding on Eva. Aaliyah goes up to Selva, asking her for some coke. She doesn't have any left, telling her to go ask the quote-unquote druggie, who's actually Jennifer. She goes <laughs> up to Jennifer, who's dancing... Um, Alone on the edge of the stage, she asks her for some coke, but she claims that she's all out. Um, Aaliyah doesn't believe her, but Jennifer argues that she's all out. Taylor heads uh, behind behind them on stage, looking at them, and then asks if Daddy is cool. He's good, asking for a light. Riley comes up to him, pulling at his sleeve. He wants him to look at David and Gazelle on the wall together. He <laughs> struts over to them, kissing on David's neck. David is obviously faded like the rest of them, so he's into it. But he's coherent enough to weakly ask Riley what he's do- what is he doing. Um, Taylor calls over Gazelle. She leaves them. Uh, David pushes off Riley and moves to the dance floor, his attention on Selva, who's still dancing with Eva. Sykes starts pissing on the ground behind them all. And <laughs> this moment, when she does this, yeah. I think this is such a fucking huge power move. Where she's like, this is my house now. I did this to all of you. You are in my house now. And like, this was such yeah, a power this move. This her, like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Like, it is, wow. And she like stares at him like, yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. And then this is where I, I think Selva understands at this point. She's like, wait, something's off. Yeah. She like she's starts like, looking wait, around. this is not normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you urinating on the ground does not happen often. Yeah. Or like, at all. <laughs> that shouldn't be happening here. And she looks at the room like, oh, hold on. Everyone's kind of off. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They all laugh, egging her on about um, that being the way you party. Selva doesn't feel good. Heads over to daddy, confused and not f- about not feeling right. Wanting to know what's happening. He tells her to go chill and that <laughs> they're dance, partying. Earned it. Wanting her to dance and have fun, thinking that she earned it. Tell oh, her yeah. to go dance. She feels alone, trying to sober up as she scans the room, seeing everyone who's a little bit more than gone. She goes up to Emmanuel, asking her what uh, what has what has she done. Emmanuel doesn't understand, claiming that she hasn't done anything. Selva looks back into the crowd, knowing that something is wrong. She walks out of the party. Emmanuel calls out to her, claiming that she hasn't done anything. Luke goes up to Emmanuel, wanting to know what's going on, but she isn't sure. She goes to follow Selva, calling out to her. Selva flinches, and when she touches her, Luke is irritated, thinking that they're all just drunk and she's going to bed. Selva doesn't answer and walks back to the um walks back onto the dance floor, grabbing a towel, handing it to Syke, asking her if she wa- would like to clean up, or trying to hand it to Syke rather. Yeah. Syke doesn't take the towel; instead, it just plops right in front of her. Right over the pee. This is fucking scary. Wild, dude. She goes to hug David, who hugs her back, rubbing her back as as he hugs her, asking her what's wrong and if she feels sick. She doesn't acknowledge his question and releases herself. <laughs> he calls out to her, she but she goes back to Emmanuel, demanding for her to tell her what she did, wanting to know what she put inside the sangria because she doesn't feel good. Emmanuel does uh, doesn't know what she's talking about. David and everyone else go up to her, overhearing Selva. Emmanuel pushes past them, going up to Daddy. Someone yells that she spiked their drinks. Oh my God. She tells him that the sangria is spiked and she drank it too, claiming <laughs> that it wasn't her. He finally understands why he f- he feels bad. I love how he f- like how he's like, 
that's why I feel shitty. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why. Shit. That explains it, you asshole. You spiked the drink. <laughs> oh, my God. So things are getting out of hand at this point. Um, throwing her hand off of him, wanting to know what she did, Gazelle pulls her back, demanding for her to tell them what she put inside of it. She fights the she fights that she drank too much. Omar pulls pulls them apart. Daddy yells, uh, excuse me. Daddy yells for them to hear her out, thinking that it must be someone who didn't drink. Taylor yells that it's Omar. They all gang up on him, start pulling on, on Omar, demanding for him to tell them why he didn't drink. Cyborg and Bart run up on him, demanding for him to tell them why he did why he did it. They start choking and pulling him as he screams for them to stop. They dump him outside in the snow, locking the door. He bangs on the door for them to open it. No one answers it. And even, even then, we have... Uh, gazelle who's trying to open the door and Taylor stops her. He rips her hands off of the door and forces her to the ground as she sobs. God, man. Uh, Aaliyah goes up to Eva wanting to know if it was acid that they all took. Which they it is. Like, they all kind of understand because now at this point they feel like they, they're starting to hallucinate. Right. Um, but it's, it's interesting because like she's trying to like figure out like what's the remedy here? Yeah. What's the remedy? Like, what, what can we do? Let's Dom fix and, this problem before right. we go too deep into it. Yeah. Right. And Dom tells her, uh, Coke. But as they're talking, no one's under, no one's noticing poor little Tito at the Sagria uh, bowl table fucking pouring it up for himself. Oh my God. He's just chugging it. He's chugging <laughs> He's it. Like, dude. I love this Sangria. And then he starts dancing like, woo! Like little yeah. dude is fucking filling himself, dude. And of course, he is also wearing red. You know? He is the danger of that color. You know, he is. And I, you know, what's also interesting about him? Um, I think he one hundred percent has probably one of the worst trips out of them all. He's, oh, he's for alone. sure. He's hallucinating things, he's crawling trapped, around like, him. Oh my god! Like, oh my! Fuck. Like my mom locked me into this place. It's, uh, yeah, the lights are. Oh man, yeah. I'm like sure. the biggest that betrayal kid. that that poor child has felt by his. Parent. If he would have survived, trauma for life. Oh, easy, easy, absolutely. And, and like again, these shots with the camera movement, a lot of it's like tilted and like off center. I love this kind of stuff too. It makes you feel unbalanced with them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's great. Yeah, and it keeps moving from like right to left yeah. every time like the camera moves to a different character. Like it's, it's like literally snaking through the room. Yeah. Like it's literally just snaking through the room trying to involve itself into as many people's conversation as possible. And I love how like it kind of like just like falls and then like recenters itself and then like falls and yeah. it's great. It's, yeah, pretty, it's, really cool. it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty fucking fantastic. Um, but Aaliyah goes up to Jennifer demanding her for, for her to hand over the Coke. She tells her that she... Um, uh, excuse me. She tells her that uh, she tells her to get off of her, and she's she's all out. She goes up to Emmanuel, asking her if if it was her. She claims that it wasn't, and that they're all high. David comes up to them, enjoying his trip as Aaliyah walks away. Emmanuel grabs him, asking him if she, if he sees as she spots her son cheering <laughs> as he continues chugging the spike sangria. Selva slowly goes up to Tito as Emmanuel pushes past David to take this message from our sponsors. 
And we're back. Manuel rushes to her son, grabs him, telling him not to drink it. And she doesn't even tell him like frantically. She's just like, don't drink this. It's bad. (laughs) She grabs him as he screams no. She demands him to calm down and stop tugging. She, uh, they push past the door, waltzing past Ivana, who's pulling on psych. And I love this because this is our first stage transition. Yeah. Right. Like we, we get a new room, a new room, a new location, I guess. Well, this is our second. Um, cause technically we have it, uh, when she's putting him down for bed. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. this is, a, this is the first time we kind of go through this portion here. Um, we get a little bit more of the layout of the building. Exactly. Yeah. That this building's fucking huge. It's a big building. Why she put him in a fucking electric, like she's not thinking straight. Drugs. Right. Like, you know, it's just like, this is the same place. I have a key for this room. Right. So this is where I'm going to put him. Instead of putting him back inside of the room, she puts him inside this electrical room. She opens the door to the electrical room, Tito calling her mean. She argues that she loves him and she's trying to protect him. She kisses him before closing the door to the electrical wiring. She demands him um, to listen to her, yelling uh, for him to not touch the door. He continues repeating that she's mean and she ignores it, calling out that it'll kill him. He cries for her to leave him alone. Um, or excuse me, he cries for her not to leave him alone in there. Ugh, how she could do that to poor young little Logic. He looks like Logic, uh, <laughs> but like how she could do that to poor uh, little Tito um, is like, oh God. But like you said, she's not thinking straight, right? So there you go. She pr- her intentions are so pure and wanting. To oh, absolutely. Her child. She just wants to protect her son. That's all she wants to do. Um, she locks the door. He bangs on it, yelling for her to let him out. She promises that she'll be back, telling him to calm down and that she loves him. Mm. Selva appears asking her what's going on. Emmanuel yells that she's protecting him from all of them. Selva starts to cry as she covers her ears and walks to the hall, um, behind, uh, behind and arguing, uh, with Ivana and Psych. She like, doesn't really mind them. She just kind of like walks behind. She just wants to like go through the hallway, go to her room or whatever. She's like, I'm over this. (laughs) Right. They both cuss each other out. Selva touches Ivana's face as she passes her. Ivana uh, follows her, calling out to Selva, who continues walking and ignoring her. Selva goes to Lou's room, who's coughing and gagging into her sink. Selva's moaning before um, being startled by Ivana, who apologizes and leaves them. She goes up to Lou, wondering what's going on. Lou shakes her head that she doesn't feel good. Selva wonders if she drank some too. She didn't. She sits on the bed, Selva wanting to understand why she feels sick then. Lou breathes heavily, asking Silva if she's okay. Silva explains that the sangria was spiked by Emmanuel. Lou questions what's wrong with all of them. Silva uh, wants to know why she feels sick. Lou asks um, if she can keep a secret. She claims that she can. Lou pleads for her to keep it a secret for her, sharing that she has, quote, something growing in her tummy. End quote. Selva winces in pain, not understanding what she means. Lou bluntly answers that she's pregnant. They both agree about the situation, finding it to be shit, adding that Lou also has no idea who the dad is. Dom comes into the room, stumbling and mumbling that she's wasted, wanting to know if they uh, if they are are as well. Lou quickly fronts that she's fine. Dom questions if they are all right. I would have just played along. Yeah, I'm like, I would have been like, good. yeah, I'm drunk too. Yeah, I, I feel sick too. Blah, blah, blah. Selva requests for her to leave them. Dom doesn't understand why. 
thinking that Lou was acting weird. She asks if Lou drank. Selma confirms that she didn't and that she just feels sick. Dom admits to feeling sick too. Selva tries to shoo her away once more, but she finds it strange that Lou didn't drink. Lou exclaims that she, that she feels sick and that happens. Dom chuckles, thinking that she uh, was the one that drugged them. They both decline and they tr- and they try to diminish her suspicions, but she tilts her head back to exhale. They plead for her. Lou getting up to try to convince her otherwise. Dom then pushes her back, thinking that she's talking shit and is sure that she was the one that drugged them. She yells that they threw out Omar for nothing. As Lou is sobbing for her to believe her, she asks again why she didn't drink. Lou spills it that she's pregnant. Dom doesn't believe her, chuckling before she just knees her in the stomach. Lou falls and crumbles to the ground, trying to gasp for for air, but Dom delivers another kick to the stomach, causing Lou to wail in pain as Selva tries to tend to her. Thanks a lot for nothing, Selva. Fuck. I'd have been so mad at her. This scene fucks with me so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This scene's intense, man. Yeah. This first, Especially the first knowing time her situation. It, yeah. Especially for someone who's trying to figure out if you want to keep something or not, and that choice gets taken away from you. Yep. Oh. Or maybe, right? Yeah. Like, like this. Oh, I don't know. I feel like... And that's the thing where with this movie too, they do a really good job of delivering the violence and making it feel fucking horrific real. Yeah, and real absolutely. and brutal. Yeah. Um, the first knee, I was like, I was shocked. Yeah. And then the kick came in. I was like, the kick was crazy. I was like, she, all right, pause, her, leave like, room. Damn. Come back hours later. All right, time to finish the movie. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but yeah. Woo. That kick is wild, dude. Like when when that happened, the only other time it's that I've the seen cherry on top of like this is a fucked up scene. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like knowing our situation and understanding your situation, it's pretty messed up. Like yeah. if you were to just walk in on just like that her getting alone, like non pregnant, yeah, you're like, whoa, yeah. Why did she do all of that? What happened here? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. She cries for someone to call for call her an ambulance, um, crying out why nobody is helping her. She starts to gag. Eva goes into the into the room, concerned with her as she drops to the floor to check on her. She begins wailing again. Ivana doesn't understand what's going on and she leaves the room. She walks down the hall, passing up Aaliyah. Aaliyah finds Jennifer snorting up some coke next to a lit stove. Why there's a lit stove? I don't know. Um, she calls Jennifer a bitch for having some all along. Jennifer weakly tells her to get off of her as Aaliyah pushes her and um, f- pushes her uh, for her to give her some. She pushes Jennifer hard enough to, that causes her to bump into the flame, which then catches her back on fire. Aaliyah starts to laugh as Lou walks out in absolute fear to the scene that's transpires and transpiring right in front of her. She cries as she walks down the hall, Eva trying to check in on her. She yells for her to get off of her as Jennifer continues screaming inside the hallway. Lou sobs and screams as she'll kill Dom. She is about to go to the dance floor before stopping when she hears Tito screaming for his mother, screaming that um, there are cockroaches inside there with him. Oh, fuck fuck kid. That part was the one where it also got me, where I was just like, God, that poor child. 
Everyone inside the room are dancing wildly, almost animalistic, overcome by the spike sangria. Lou running into Psych, demanding to know what's going on there. She continues searching for Dom, screaming for her. She looks around for a moment, grabbing onto Ivana, asking her where Dom is. Cyborg and Roko push her away and continue tugging on Ivana. This was weird. The fuck were they doing? <laughs> like, like, definitely trying to do something not cool. Definitely. Um, Lou tries to talk to Taylor, but when she uh, taps him, he sees his sister dancing on David. He's like, hey, yo, what the fuck? He pushes them off of each other. David comes back to her, pushing Taylor off, pushing Taylor out of the way. They begin to wrestle as Lou finds Dom and approaches her. She cries, asking Dom why she why did she do that? She tells the room that Dom hit her as she holds her stomach like anyone's going to care. You know, like the way even she said it, she's like, she hit me. And he's like, well, what'd you do? You know, like, yeah, like, yeah. like you're an adult, you know what happened? Uh, Dom pushes her and tells daddy that they, uh, they kicked kicked out the wrong person. It not being Omar, but instead it was Lou. What do you think Omar was doing this whole time? You think he just tried walking back? I guess. Or yeah, I don't know. Cause they show his body later. They show his body. Um, I don't know how Most far of, away he is from the building. Yeah. yeah. TLDR folks, he doesn't make it. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bro turns definitely they into did a him cold. Oh, pun. Yeah. Uh, the crowd <laughs> turns against her, questioning her, drugging them. She doesn't know what, the, what they mean. She's confused. Dom telling the group that she claims to be pregnant. Daddy and Dom get, um, get into her face, asking her who the father is. They pile on her, calling her a liar and yelling at her. Dude, this is why I find Dom so scary. Her lack of empathy on drugs scares the fuck out of me. She's like yeah. pulling her hair. It's like, who cares? Like, who fucked you? Who'd want to fuck you? Yeah. Like, the way she's I mean, just like nonchalant about them. it. I know, but she's the instigator. She's the one that gets the sure. crowd going. Yeah. Um, it It's scary to see. I, I feel like they're really great actors in this movie. Yeah, and you said there's only one that's really a main actor. Actually, an actor, but everyone Everyone in this movie fucking kills it. This is Dom's a phenomenal actress. This is she kills it. Like, Um, like Gaspar Noe said, like I gave them the theme, I told them what the end result was, and I I just let them kind of do their thing. And this she was able to go there because and he would he would change things here and there. Like I don't really like you saying this. Um, can you do this a little differently? Can you get more in her face and stuff like that? But yeah, like, and it's the fact that Dom is very tall. And she's not scared at all. No, like knife in her throat, dude. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. Like, you're nothing to it's me. Like, like fucking dude. That's why I feel like she's a really great, like, person to be in this movie because, she, yeah, she is a threat. And she's a good threat, too. True. Uh, the whole group is ganging up on her and yelling that she uh, she was the one to do this to them. Lou yells for them to shut the fuck up, not understanding what they're talking about. Dom grabs her hair and drops it in mockery. Lou pushes her to get off of her. Dom pushes her head into the table. She comes back up, holding a knife to Dom's throat. Dom doesn't back down, though, pushing her, pushing her and telling her to do it. Lou threatens her to hit her again as the as the group continues clamoring toward her. She points the knife at them as Cyborg pushes her toward the stairs. Not being able to handle all their accusations, she begins to punch herself in the stomach. She oh, falls man. on the steps as everyone cheers for her to keep going. She spits on the ground, her hands all bloody. They egg her they um egg her on to kill herself. She starts delivering cuts all over her arm 
and face, crying and pleading for them to stop, calling for Gazelle. I don't know why. Um, Eva runs runs up to her, grabbing her to stop. Lou yells for her to get um, get off of get off of her as Eva tries to tell her that this isn't her fault. Um, they continue to clamor. Uh, some of their words being made for Eva to leave her alone. Ivana seems to have had enough to and starts walking up towards Psych, who's fucking tweaking out dude also over there is david and riley david grabs riley's face yelling that he doesn't get it and that he doesn't want to do this riley walks through the halls david um, stops by selva he grabs her by the arm telling her um, that they need to get out of there she grunts as um, as if she doesn't want to leave pushing and kicking him before getting up he punches the couch and then throws the pillow on the ground for a brief tantrum, kicking the door open. They walk into the halls, ignoring Tito's cries as they walk past. Oh, he kicks another door, grabbing her and demanding that they leave. She whimpers that this is out of control, screaming in his face as we get our poster shot, um, uh, which causes him to let her go fucking great she walks down the hallway leaving tito to continue screaming and david growling in frustration she turns the corner trying to catch her breath for a moment before continuing down the hallway she breathes heavily as she continues down the hall uh screaming and writhing on the ground and this is very much reminiscent of possession um almost as if she's letting out rage and confusion confusion with dance she stops looking at the foliage wall she starts to laugh as someone else heard her screaming or as someone else is heard screaming from another portion of the school which i assume that is jennifer screaming i assume because Jennifer was on fire, so I assume she's trying to like take <laughs> care of that. She falls on the ground on the couch, moving her hands into her tights and catching her breath. Ignoring the screams that are radiating throughout the halls, she starts to hyperventilate, moan, and grunt before screaming her at herself, running with her hands and in her in her tights, grunting as she spirals down the hallway, passing up the dude this dude doing whatever the fuck he's doing. What is he doing? He's like Fucking doing, whatever he's doing, he's doing. He's doing it. the helicopter. <laughs> he, whatever he is doing, he is he's, fucking doing. It. And this is Serpent, by the way, doing which, this. Yeah. Um. Which great name for him. God damn. She makes it to a bathroom, ignoring the person retching in the toilet. Who the fuck was that? I don't know. Jennifer, maybe. I don't know. Um. Selva frantically washes her hands, oh. shrieking at a reflection in the mirror. <laughs> she washes her body and hair, continuing to scream and grunt. Tito's screams also continue from inside the electrical room. Emmanuel is at the door, trying her best to t- stop him from ca- from crying and calming him down. She admits to losing the key when she tells him that she'll find it. Selva tells her to open the door, but she doesn't have the key she tells emmanuel to go find it she sobs that she lost it Selva grabs her screaming and shaking her to go find go open the door oh my god she sits down sobbing that everything will be fine as tito cries that there's something moving inside there with him she tells him that it's a party with balloons and surprises he releases a blood curdling scream which causes her to sob and shudder she helps herself back up from the pole as Tito screams for his mother. She carefully walks down the steps back into the room. Everyone is touching her, uh, touching themselves as she continu- as she is consumed with the height of whatever was inside the sangria. Emmanuel is frantically searching for the key. David grabs Selva, but Taylor 
decks him and the rest of them start beating his ass, breaking a bottle over his head and Taylor punching him, yelling for someone to get him the knife. She goes to check on him as he lies there unconscious. Bart breaks away from the group, going over to Gazelle, who's wildly putting on lipstick all over her face. She tries to put some on him, but he pushes her off. She asks if he's sick, putting her some frosting or something on his face. (laughs) He's confused and intrigued, taking some and putting it on someone else's face. Taylor comes over to her, calling her crazy and demanding her to give him the lipstick. She shouts about that hurting and he takes it away um, and walks away from her. Heading back over to David, who's still on the ground unconscious, grabbing him by the face, screaming at him before drawing a swastika on his forehead, calling him a white piece of shit, pulling Selva off of him. She screams, no one goes, um, go, she screams, no one but, uh, excuse, I don't know what I was trying to say here. Uh, she screams, no one but daddy goes up to, she goes up to daddy. She goes up to daddy, I guess. Um, who's who has long hair out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay. And he's like, feeling. He loves his hair. Self. He's like, he is on a good trip. Oh yeah. He's having, (laughs) he's loving this shit. He's He's not liking the vibe of Selva. He's just like, like, you're killing my vibe. (laughs) Um, but pleading for she's pleading for help as she holds on to him. He laughs at her and as he starts to feel on her, she runs away. He lets out a high pitched scream and starts dancing. This was the screams. It was like wild. Yeah. It was such an intense, uh, like, like screech. Selva's tri- um, Selva's trip is not going as well as everyone else's. As Ivana comes up to her, telling her to come with her. Everyone is stumbling around, dancing like animals and shit. Then the lights and electricity flicker off. Someone yells out that Tito's fried, before laughing about it. Fuck, dude. When that shit happened, and like right before that, we see the camera do a full. Yeah, like a like a three sixty, three sixty. Like it shows going the whole upside room. down, flipping over to like show. Now chaos. things are gone. Yeah, yeah. It's purely chaos at this point. Damn, dude. Emmanuel cries that she killed her son. She screams for her son as she cries and walks back toward the door. Cyborg picks up a boombox to keep the party still going. Ivana t- takes Selva to the back. She begins to cry. Ivana has to force her and drag her uh, to follow her. And by the way, we don't have no idea where Lou is at this point. Right. Lou's She's gone. gone. Yeah. Which probably Alan us know. And we see. Well, them. not yet because we see Lou leave later. Into the snow. Yeah. So yeah, right. it's interesting. But anyway. She went upstairs. Maybe. But she didn't even really show upstairs, which is what we probably saw where the kid went when he went to sleep. Because yeah. then he went downstairs and drank the sangria. That's what we're assuming. Um, Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can that kid sleep with like music blaring? Right. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Ivana has has to force her and drag her to follow her. Manuel screams for Tito to open the door as she bangs on it. It completely it's completely silent on the other end. Ivana head twitches as if she's possessed. This is fucking great. This reminds me of zombie right here, I guess. Yeah. But um, holding Selva's hand and forcing her to follow, she hears the the shower running stopping when she notices that Eva is viciously washing her her body. Like oh. And Eva was the last person to kind of touch um, Lou, who was bleeding. And and on this part as well, there's there's power here 
Right. But obviously it's a, it's a school. So that makes sense because the school probably is running off of a different generator. Right. Right. So, yeah. Several uh, questions what she is doing. Eva repeats the blood as she continues watching her body frantically. Selva closes the door and continues crying as she walks down the, down the hall past the screams. They make it to a room where Ivana starts kissing her, halting her sobs. Selva whimpers as Ivana continues trying to kiss her. She allows her to start kissing her. They start to take their clothes off. The sound of their kissing is gross. It's like a sucking <laughs> noise. And I had my headphones on and I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Ew. Uh, David uh, comes into the room calling for Selva. His head is bleeding from the broken bottle. Ivana screams for him to get out. She silences her screams, um, hugging him as he starts to cry. Ivana pushes him by the head, Selva whispering that she doesn't want to see him anymore. And this is where his trip fucking spirals pushing him out of the room slamming the door and locking it he sobs as he tries to open the door daddy walks past him telling him to leave the girls um be before walking down the hall he hear he hears riley sobbing inside another room he tells riley not to cry as he puts on a fur coat hugging him he tries to console him riley sniffling that he's scared not understanding what's happening david comes into the room calling for riley he demands for david to leave him alone david chiming in for him to get get out of there and this is fucking crazy because like it's like david was like like well i can't get any from yeah Selma. maybe i'm in for riley there yeah. or something like that and let me try riley um and here's a trigger warning for the incest part y'all david leaves the room finding taylor trying to fuck his sister inside the bathroom like he's kissing on her he's like slamming his her hand on the, the wall. wall yeah forcing her on the wall but like there's like a moment like she, where she's kind of into it right and then she like realizes like she just, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like oh shit this is my brother but um he pushes taylor off of her taylor is ready to throw them hands again gazelle runs out of there she screams for her to as he screams for her to wait she whimpers as she continues running taylor chasing her and claiming that it's too dangerous emmanuel is blocking the doorway crying out that she's going to kill herself Taylor catches her, um, catches up to Gazelle. He claims that he wants to protect her. She is not hearing it, pushing him off of her and running to the dance floor. He catches her, wanting her to hold him close. She pushes him again. More crazy upside down cameras as we see how chaotic everyone is being as they're high off LSD. All of them whooping and cheering. Taylor is still trying to get all types of incest with his sister, telling her that he loves her and shit. She even threatens to tell their parents, yelling for him to let her go. She cries for help, calling him vile as he continues saying, that he loves her and will take her to New York. He starts becoming more aggressive as he holds her, forcing her to cry out for him to um, not do this here while everyone is watching. Ugh. He starts um, a loud thud and sharp groan by Taylor as he falls to the ground. I don't know what happened. Did he get he gets hit by someone? I think. Yeah, but I don't know who. The camera moves across everyone as as the dance and orgy continues to play out because we got a few people fucking. Yeah. On the dance floor. Definitely got Cyborg and Aaliyah. Got and with a, the lighting, with the movement, with the oh camera, yeah, it's everything feels so disorientated. Yeah. So intense. But we got uh, uh, Aaliyah and Cyborg straight up fucking a ducking. We got someone in the background fucking. Like, I don't even know who that was, but someone was in there 
having sex. It's, it's shit's wild right yeah. now. You got the weird fucking There's twisting arm dude. And, like, movements on the ground. Everyone's shaking. Oh, this is nuts. And like you got like a serpent breaking his arm in front of people, slamming on the ground. I'm not going to lie. I was fucking cracking up at this part. <laughs> it was like this guy the whole time in this movie really just wanted to show his trick off to everybody and just kept doing it. <laughs> uh, Gazelle then starts having a seizure. Oh my God. This was so Taylor intense. Taylor calls too. out to her, wanting to take her to the room. Her seizure stops and she starts to cry. The trip continues as the red light flashes above all of them, doing whatever they're doing. Meanwhile, David is still heartbroken and crying on the dance floor as Serpent doesn't care because he he's all up in his face doing all this fucking weird ass push up thing and it, it's wild. <laughs> um, Shirley is all over David. Him not understanding what's happening, he pushes her off. He groans and sobs as the crowd magically laughs around him. They screech in his face, picking David up as someone is yelling for him to do it. They slam him on the ground, cut to black as text appears. Life is collectively impo- is collective impossibility. Soft music plays as David lies there unconscious. The door opens. Um... The door opens to the with the three officers and a dog. They come inside the room with their dog barking at the group um, that's all displayed on the floor. They look around the room in absolute disbelief while Psych continues dancing like there's nothing at all going on. Dom is sitting on the couch mm. sobbing while some others are passed out everywhere else. Kyra and his brother are laying next to each other as Kyra is vigorously scratching himself. And he's like bleeding... Yeah, definitely. It's intense. Shirley is asleep, but but screaming. Jennifer is still fucked up, trying to wash her wound. It's like the back of her head is completely gone. Uh, Tito is dead inside the electrical <laughs> oh room. Emmanuel yeah. is un- is um also dead in a corner with her wrists slit and the knife in her hand. The officers approach her and call to her. They know she's dead as they shine the light on her face. Lastly, someone is screaming as they are walking outside. And I think this is Lou right here who's screaming um, as they walk outside. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. Lou. Yeah. And that's for sure the same like outfit. Yeah, from outfit from movie. earlier. So, yeah, it definitely is Lou in yeah. the in the snow. Um, I think what he meant was or maybe it was poorly translated because he had this interview in French. Um, I think what he meant is that it made it he did it to make it seem like you're watching another movie. Right. But in reality, it's this was the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, the text displays death is an extraordinary experience. Quick cut to Omar dead inside the snow. Eva is still inside the shower unconscious. Riley and Daddy are unconscious on the bed. Taylor wakes up to his sister to tell her that nothing happened. Gazelle doesn't understand what he's talking about. And he just t- pl- just plainly tells her, don't tell dad. Ugh. You know, the way he rubs her arm, too. Ivana and Selva are naked, unconscious together. This actually looks sweet. Like they look like yeah, they like cuddling. Yeah, they did the right thing. Uh, yeah. Not the hooking up was the right thing. But like close the door. Like yeah, lock themselves in. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, while Psych has a book on LSDs, and she drops more into her eyes, continuing her high. The same thing that she said that she hated when her room, what her roommate would do. Oh, fuck, dude. She closes her eyes, allowing the drugs to continue flowing inside of her. 
then credits. Well, sort of. Fade to white. Fade to white. There is there are no credits, by the way, everyone. You saw the credits at the beginning of the movie. And a, the mascot from there pops up saying, don't do <laughs> drugs. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God. What a fucking movie. Wow. What a fucking movie. Uh, I have no movie facts because I technically said all the movie facts already. Um, no movie facts. No movie facts. Um, which Here's is okay. Facts. This movie rules. This, is, also this movie is in- damn. intense, man. <laughs> yeah. It is intense. Customers also watch the Spiria and also Bo is afraid. I mean, fair. Makes sense. Fair. <laughs> yeah. um, but the next film... The, oh, excuse me. Before we even talk about that, I got mixed up since we didn't have anything. But <laughs> if you definitely, definitely want to keep this conversation going, you can keep this conversation going either on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you can keep this conversation going over on our Twitter at nightlight underscore pod or inside of our Discord, which is going to be inside of our show notes. You can access that through there um, and have that conversation be from there because goddamn, this movie is intense. I would love to continue talking about it with everybody as well. Because, wow. <laughs> um, but the next film that we will be covering is none other than Twitter. Twitter. Also oh, wait, wait. known as X. X. <laughs> we will be covering Ty West's <laughs> X. Man. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Me too. It'll be fun. This was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, I had Freddy. Also, wait, what? Sorry. Keeping it spoopy always and forever. Always and forever. <laughs> also known as Nightly. Uh, with your help, we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider us giving us a five-star rating as it honestly does help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's not with a what? Okay. Remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.